stop, budget lock, get set, get your reps, we're in full effect, let's go. We are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey. I'm Jordan. And this is the Corbin Full Effect Podcast and we are back. Like we never left. We are back like we never left. Episode 10. Episode 10. What does that mean? We're in the top 20%. We are officially in the top 20% of active podcasts. That means you have to post. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. I'm oh, saying y'all forgot we oh, had we that. Hold on. Hold on. Where's it at? Where's the people at? Where's it at? <laughs> Be careful what you see. We were, we have stuff. As you can see, we have new toys ready to go for y'all. Yeah, we, we got. Look, got some on the chamber. Let's we go. are ready. Okay, so the as you can see, shout out to Jordan. Put in Jordan is like, man, I'm trying to get my post up. Jordan does all the soundboard, all the all the, the soundboard stuff. Jordan has to do all of this it's by himself. <laughs> working. We are okay. working. Yeah, let's go back to the intro. So whatever. So we're in episode ten. So for those of y'all who were praying on our downfall. <laughs> Top twenty percent of active podcasts. We were episode ten, or that guy could have been lying, and we could still be in the wrong part of the ninety-nine percent. We don't know, but according to email we got, we are in the top twenty percent of podcasts because we have ten episodes and we post actively in the last ninety days. All these episodes are in the last ninety days, so we ain't even doing it for ninety days. Um, they got ninety days worth of content, mm-hmm. right? And so, for those of you this is your first time listening to this, like I said, I'm Corey, and that's Jordan, and we are going to help you with your finances and. Fitness. Or your wealth in health. Or whatever you want to call it. And we're still working on that intro. But we want to have y'all remember to save more and say less. And keep making better your best. Keep making your better your best. And, you know, when I said save more and say less. Not that type of say less. But, again, be careful what you wish for. The soundboard is in full effect as well. We still got to learn how to use it. And we're still working on, you know, the volume so you guys can hear better. So, again, first one. Oh, by the way, we think. We fixed the volume issues. Uh, Fingers crossed. So I mean, we get a lot more visual feedback for our audio. Yeah, we think we got it fixed now. How many times have I said we think we have the audio fixed? Nine times. I said every time (laughs) with the first. I mean, episode ten is a drawing, right? Right. Yeah. So obviously, we have to work the soundboard, audio, in here. So again, we still have a lot of things to get, but we have heard the feedback. And we are doing our best to implement things as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And thank you guys for bearing with us as we figure it out. So um, if you were like, I'm hesitant to promote this because the audio is trash. It, it, you promote episode 10. Wait, please. Yeah, the, our most views were episode 9. So, I mean, which is great. Strat- we're getting better. That was episode six and not 69. It was 69 views for that one. We talked a lot about you know like marriage and money. So what are the chances of that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what what should men and women bring to the table? <laughs> I think that would help is that I call to cancel this. So that hopefully that was, you know, to make people want to. It's antagonizing, Corey. Is that, that's what that, 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 I, I, I did my research on how to, you know, how people listen to it. So yeah, we got, you know, took the feedback and, um, you know, in full effect. Do you have any feedback? Uh, no. Okay, somebody, I got feedback, help, but also somebody wants to be a guest. So that's great. And as we keep saying, we want, we want to have guests. We got to get the camera in place and we got to integrate that so we can, that looks better. Cause this obviously, as you can see, this is on my iPhone and that's just not the best. Um, so <laughs> see shout out to the iPhone yeah, 12. Yeah, shout out to the iPhone 12. But yeah, we're going to figure that out. But as far as guests, we have more guests lined up than we have episodes that we've recorded. We think we have 13 guests as of now. Which is good. And we, this is episode 10. So we have, you know, plenty of more content to come out when the guests come on. It is going to be finance and fitness related, but you know, whatever they do, like I said, that, whatever you want to call it, 
we can talk about whatever we want to on here. It is a business. It's a business, it's a business podcast that allows us to talk about anything, money related, which is everything. So um, that's good to go. And then um, I think that's it. Did you have, well, oh. No, more no. house cleaning. Yeah, more, okay. House cleaning, housekeeping, because I forgot about that. If you have not hit the like button for the YouTube algorithm, if you have not subscribed, if you are not leaving any comments on our YouTube page or on my Instagram or on my TikTok, or you're not following me on TikTok or you are not following Jordan or myself on Instagram or his Finally Fit business page or all these things that you should be doing to help us for the algorithms on all these freaking websites and apps, you need to do that. Please do please, it. Please and thank you. Thanks. Finallyfit.live, your Jordan is like money. Shameless plugs. Yes. You can follow me at Sideline underscore Corey. You can follow Jordan at Stop Stalling J. That's S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y. Business page Finally Fit 06, F I N A L L F I T 06, I G N Facebook. Yes, finallyfit.live, give Jordan and his wife money. All of this information. Also, sideline adventures. Sideline adventures. Just say, give all this, money. Yes, give me money. I, right. I see, I'm not supposed to say. That. I told you you couldn't I, say I, that. Then you said yeah, it. But you know, I had you after you did live. Let's be clear. I don't listen to what I say. <laughs> no. I tell people what to. Cause I'm a hypocrite. All, all right, right. So okay. Uh, YouTube page is Corden in full effect in the show notes there on every video. That's all the information that we said on how you can follow us and find us. Um, and that's it. So. We also have some errors to clean up. That's what we tried to do at the beginning so we can um, help you guys out. So on one episode, help you guys, help us out, but, you know, to clarify things. So on one episode, I told Jordan that when we do our Finally Fit workouts, um, it's not a 20-second break. I did verify that our breaks are indeed, are indeed however long they say they are. No, no, no. Well, how long are we said they were 20 seconds? 20, well, they're not, they're not all 20 seconds. I know. So I timed the 20. Now, let's be clear. The 25-second the ones or the 15-second ones, you know, I have to verify those too. But the 20-second <laughs> breaks are 20 seconds long. So I still don't care what the time says that time because I still don't believe that they're that long. I'm trying to tell you. Time goes by, you know, a lot faster when you're dying in a workout. It's okay. It's all right. Time goes by a lot faster when you're dying. Just cut that. Time goes by a lot faster when you're dying. Okay, and Jordan has one too. Yeah, I also got to clean up. So last episode, I was trying to remember that fourth muscle group. So you got your agonist, your antagonist, your synergist, and your fixator muscles, all right? You want to explain that real quick? Yeah, your fixator muscles are also um, synergist-type muscles. They basically help you with the origin area of the agonist motion. So your agonists are your prime movers. So in a bicep curl, when you are doing a, and I just said a lot of science words, but <laughs> in a bicep curl, when you are, um, experiencing flexion, basically bringing the weight up towards your face. Uh, an example of your, of your fixator muscle would be your rotator cuff. It keeps that arm in place while you're executing that mo motion. So that is a fixator muscle. That is the fourth muscle group. And that is the one I could not remember last episode. So write that down. Yes, please write that down. And that that's bad trend because we're about to transition right to fitness. But did you, <laughs> did you <laughs> that's slight pause, did you have anything else? No, sir. I think we're good to go. Bruh. <laughs> Soundboards. I told y'all. Look, I'm not. We don't have them memorized, but once we memorize them, there'll be a lot more synergy for these. I mean, look. Hey, get get ready. Fitness is out first. Let's go. We are shit. So the guys are like, bro, we cannot wait till they make this soundboard better because it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, look, first one. All right, technically episode 10 is like episode one now. Right. Like this is, uh, With the sound effects. Yeah, we're starting over. But okay. Fitness segment is up. Wait till we get to the finance segment. But the fitness segment, <laughs> the fitness segment is up first. So first question for the fitness question. How does slowing down your breath help you go to sleep faster? And let me also paraphrase this. Apparently, I guess I wrote this question. I don't know. I couldn't even remember why I wrote it. So, but how does... I think we had a discussion before off the record. I think we did too. Yeah. Okay. You, when we do our workouts, I'd be, I'd be, you'd be saying stuff. I'm like, oh, let me ask this. <laughs> so I'd be, I'd be tired, right? So gotcha. how does slowing down your breath help you go to sleep faster? So just to give some background on that, in, in our workouts, uh, shout out to the Fit Fam, Finally Fit. Um, I always tell the clients or the class to um, control their breathing, right? Controlling your breathing is a big focus. Um, when you're executing exercises, it allows you to do um, exercises in stressful environments longer if you are able to control your breathing and not simulate a panic state. Um, so this question, talking about slowing down your breath, um, allowing you to go to sleep, is exactly what it sounds like. So let's talk about the spectrum of... So the opposite of sleeping is... Being awake, okay, okay. That, <laughs> so that's that'd be like the, the the middle of the spectrum, right? So further past that, when you're panicked, okay, you're talking about like your actual heart rate, yeah. Right, so you're saying so when you're panicked, you're in a in a stressful state, right? And what happens to your breathing? It is it's elevated, exactly. So when you're in, so if you ever had an, an anxiety attack or know somebody who has anxiety attacks, um, the first thing that happens in that state is your your breath escalates, right? And that is a physiological reaction from your body when you are in a stress-induced state. Um, so I know I talked about it before. Um, when you're exercising, your body almost simulates panic. It's the same thing. So you have to control your breathing to slide back down the spectrum and go back to that median state, which is attempting to be at rest, right? Right. So the other end of that spectrum is sleep, right? So when you're trying to put your body in a completely restful state, so further than just a resting heart rate, you want to decelerate your heart rate by slowing and controlling that breathing, allowing your body to rest. There's a bunch of positive functions that happen with that. I don't know all of them based off of, um, you know, like what, what happens to your body, what happens to your, your, your brain. But I do know for a fact that when you decelerate your breathing, there's a lot of techniques I know that people um, try to get you to execute in order to decelerate your breathing without telling you, hey, you need to just slow your breathing down. Right. So I know you've heard of like counting sheep you yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are sleeping. Yeah, yeah. just focusing on, on on another thought other than trying to go to sleep when you're trying to go to sleep. That the whole point of that is to get you to decelerate your breathing in order to put your your mind at ease and your body in a, in a more relaxed state. Right. So when you do that, it, it calms your your heart rate. And when you're actually sleep, your I don't know if people know this, but if you when you sleep, your heart rate actually slows down. So basically, what you're doing is you're putting your body in that restful state prior to it actually being unconscious. Right. So. That's one of the things that, that you need to focus on if you're trying to get to sleep faster. If you got a little bit of insomnia, sometimes, some, kind of like me, I'm up later than I should be because remember, sleep is uh, important to your your, <laughs> your recovery phase for working out. Um, if you have a trouble going to sleep, definitely try to focus on slowing down your heart rate um, by controlling that breathing like you do during exercise in order to get to a peaceful state. Right. And then so... Let's see if we can dive a little bit more into sleep. Okay. Aren't, aren't there different, I don't say types of sleep, but like REM sleep and things of that nature? Yeah, there's like there's like okay. there's like light sleep and then there's REM sleep and then there's well technically there's four phases of the sleep recovery yeah. cycle. Um, I don't know them all by name. Good. However, I, I don't know. either. <laughs> I do know that they are important and 
what happens during the third phase, which is where your body produces proteins in order for your muscles to recover. So that's why I know we talked about this before and we we're talking about, um, I think I recommended, oh gosh, don't make me lie. I think I recommended at least, <laughs> I want to say a minimum of four hours of sleep. I want to say closer to six because your body, so there's a cycle that happens where your phase, your body goes through four phases of sleep. And I know that cycle occurs every two hours and you need that cycle to happen about two to three times while you're unconscious. So that's how we get the six hour minimum sleep period in order for your body to fully recover from a workout. So that is important. Right. Man. That's important. Because if you don't get enough sleep, guess what happens? <laughs> you die. You do. You do. You will die from overexhaustion. So yeah. lack of sleep is 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 yeah. he has a huge effect on the body. It affects your mood. Uh, it affects your recovery process. It affects your ability to actually comprehend and learn. If you're, I mean, y'all haven't had enough sleep before. What happens? I mean, you get tired. You get irritable. You get tired. You don't want people to talk to you. you know what I mean, <laughs> it, it affects your appetite. Affects your ability to learn. Affects your ability to focus. Sleep is important. That being said, get enough of it. Four yeah. to six hours, guys. Get enough sleep, because then you'll you might be seeing this was this. You might be amen. You might be seeing you might be seeing saying and seeing God. You might be saying God, is that you? And then you actually might be seeing him. Exactly. So you might <laughs> make sure you get your sleep, guys. Oh my goodness. Also forgot uh one thing we have to clean up. So on episode nine, for those watching the video, which is nobody, but when I start posting them on my Instagram, that's for people watching. They don't watch them on YouTube. You might see myself fidgeting a lot. We didn't have the air on. I was, I was moving like a crackhead. <laughs> so then, <laughs> I was watching a video. I mean, I don't know what to do with my hands anyway, like Will Ferrell and Tyler Digger Nice. That's why I scratch my nose a lot. My anxiety be tripping. But on top of that. You slow down your breath, Corey. Hey, it, it just is what it is. But I'm an introvert. But on top of that, it was hot in here. So towards the end, I started I start grabbing my neck like this, just like <laughs> profusely. <laughs> So for those who don't yeah. know, the office is on the third floor of right. town. And he rises. And he rises. Yeah. And it's the middle, not the middle, it's still the beginning of the summer, but it's hot, okay? It's 88 yeah. degrees in here, and yeah. we have to cut the fans off so you can make sure you're clear, so you can hear us clearly, okay? Yeah. That being said, my ear in my house does work, but for Yeah, okay, let's say, listen. These dudes, Jordan broke, he talking about the budget again. <laughs> We're working on the solution. I know you did. You just feel it. It actually yeah. We, a bit yeah. Down. The issue is we don't want the microphone to pick up. Yeah. So you know that you guys can hear that. So we're gonna, we're taking the L. Exactly. <laughs> so we sweating for, for y'all. Okay. Yeah. We and, love y'all. Yeah. Right. And we, went, we did the longest episode last week. So it was just bad, and it was very it was a very intense one. So um, um, 150 yeah. minutes of sweat. Yeah. You're welcome. So, but yeah. So that's it for the brief. Like I said, the four different uh, stages you go through when you're sleeping. Takes about two hours, and you need about two to three, which is why you need about that six hours of rest. Yes, you gotta make sure that you get those proteins in your body so your muscles can recover. Okay, okay. that's key. Did you have anything else for that? No, oh, just make right. sure you, you know. So if you if you're having problems sleeping, slow your breath down. Okay? Yeah, what about this? So we we were trying to get the soundboard set up, but we were like, let's just get started. So I had to. You need some milk. That's what that's what I wanted to play this so bad. We'll put that on the next time. Yeah, but all right. So second question. Okay. So we got multiple ways that you can exercise your body, like from a strength standpoint, right? You have body weight, you have free weights, and then you got resistance bands, and you also have the you know, machine when you're at the gym. So can you get into those four, you know, four different types of ways and you know, the comparison of which one is better, which one is worse, and how they benefit? 
Okay. Uh, so better. So first, I gotta just I gotta throw the disclaimer right. out there. Better and worse is relative, right? So I see. This is you. I see. I'm I got you. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, this KD thing. didn't make the shot last night. He didn't go in overtime, right? So make the over, make the over the, in the fourth quarter shot right here. Don't make you know. Got you. Ball it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a good game. Yeah. Um, so there, as Corey mentioned, there are several different types of categories when it comes to resistance training. Um, there is body weight. There's free weights or dumbbells, and then there are resistance bands, and there are pros and cons to each um, form, I guess you can say. A lot of it depends on, again, the person executing um, and the desired build of that person, so basically what your fitness goals are. So, I mean, I mean not, the forms still have the pros and cons, but which one you might lean towards depends on your, your fitness goals. So let me, let me clarify on that. Um, for body weight, the pros, I mean, one of the pros is mobility. Okay. He folded his arms. Now he's, ready that, to go. He's, ready, he's ready to go. <laughs> I had to talk about it, man. One of the forms is, is, is um, mobility, right? It's, it's portable. When you need to work out for body weight, I mean, what do you need? You. 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 Yeah, your body. That's it. You know? right. <laughs> so literally, you can you can knock out body weight exercises anywhere. I mean, at work, not that I would recommend, you know, doing this on your nine to five, but at work, at home, uh, at nighttime, you don't need any additional equipment in order to execute body weight exercises. That being said, the con to that is you are limited to your body weight, right? So what people don't probably realize is when you're exercising, um, in order to have effective muscle growth, you actually need to keep your body in a constant state of shock. And in order to do that, you need to keep uh, constantly fluctuating the workout, adding little small tweaks and changes um, or adaptations, which is my uh, $5 word for the day. I was going to say, <laughs> I forgot, we're messing up. Happy Father's Day. Yes. And then Jordan also. Oh, I'm sorry. I passed my. I passed, <laughs> I passed my NASMCPT certification. Okay, so in lamest terms, so I am not officially a certified personal trainer for the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Right. So now Jordan actually has weight. Hold on. So what's this mean now? So, so my title is officially changed. So I'm no longer a fitness enthusiast. I'm a fitness professional. So what does that mean? You can give me more money. Oh, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Certifications. Stamp. Yes. yes. Um, so we, we've been running the, the fitness business prior to that and, and working our way up. But what this really means is I am now certified to execute one-on-one -on -one individual training. So look for that service coming soon. It is not available currently on the Finally Fit website, but it will be. Okay, so we're working that in, uh, working that in. I will be an independent contractor, so I'll be executing one on ones out of our home, yeah, in our home gym area. So that makes, we're gonna have some fun. Okay, yeah, you get that. They say the I mean, finally fit workouts are via Zoom, but so will the personal training ones. So it's look, it's a lot. Look, be ready to work. Let's <laughs> step it up. You will be in shape if you think since you know how am I gonna get in shape if I'm not like. You know, it's not personal. If you're not there, nah. We we, we tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only fit workouts be 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 getting it in. But right. now so, that I have yeah. an additional layer of knowledge, right. oh, we we gonna work. I've already started. But Corey doesn't know, but we've already made up the workouts for this week, and it's about to get real. Oh, that that sucks. <laughs> for those of you wondering, all right, Corey, when are you getting yours? <laughs> 
Y'all don't even, this one, I'm a financial coach. If y'all, I've done the research on the difference between a financial coach and financial advisor. I'm not becoming one because I'm not going to let y'all, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I can get sued more often than not. I mean, that's essentially the difference. I was thinking about taking the test to get the paperwork just to say I passed the test and you know, say I got it and then, you know, not actually doing it. But as a financial coach, I'm telling you when you look for a, any type of financial advisor, investment professional, tax and taxes, you know, anything like that, you can sue them just straight off of the fact that they're a fiduciary. That's wild. Hey. <laughs> so, because as a fiduciary, that means they're supposed to act in your best interest. Now, I will act in your best interest too. However, don't sue him. Is that, well, I'm not putting myself in a position where you can just, you know, freely do it. Like, they have to register, some, register, register themselves, we know. Yeah. The government, things of that nature. So, at the end of the day, fortunately, you know, taxes are what they are. Right. You know, the information, the math is math. So, I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, you just want to know that. And again, back to taxes, you need to, you know, follow those because if you don't, that's going to get your door. But honestly, yeah, that's my favorite one. You're talking about, look, what's that, what effect does Corey use the most? That one. Listen, <laughs> but, the FBI go at your door every five minutes hey, on the show. Hey, we're going to try to keep this, obviously, because we have the soundboard, and I'm just trying to set up when I can use the joints right now. <laughs> so just look for the content lobs for the soundboard. All that's right. why I just started talking right there, because I just want to put that in there. But yeah, no. We're Jordan. Happy Father's Day. Jordan has passed first and trainer test. This also means he has more time for the podcast, which is how all this stuff was able to get set up. Because his time he was studying for the personal trainer exam, you can now re-budget that, reality budget your time, right, yep. to and invest it into something else. So, but that's, that's, we should have prefaced that first. We did this question, but that, Jordan has more weight now to explain body weights versus free weights versus resistance bands. And we were talking about body weights. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I see. I, I bring it back. Yeah, it's right back. That's <laughs> awesome. Look. Corey just said he was good. Oh, man. As y'all can see, we have a great time on the show. Episode 10. Like, it was, you know. um, what were we talking about? Oh, comments. body weights. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about shocking your body. Yep. So, yeah, you have to constantly fluctuate weight. Um, the workout in order to keep your body in shock to actually make the gains you want if you're for working out right. So what that means is you got to change the weight up. You got to change the routine. You got to change the resistance. And that's hard to do with body weight exercises from a weight standpoint. Let me be clear. From a weight standpoint, you can do uh, different body weight exercises to accommodate for that. However, the amount of weight that you have is finite, right? Whatever I have, whatever I weigh is what I can lift. You know what I mean? Or what, what, what's available to lift. Um, how I work that into the exercises or into the workout is up to me. Um, but that's one of the cons of body weight exercises. So that being said, you definitely want to make sure that you include some body weight exercises into your workout, um, but it shouldn't be the only thing that you do. So now moving into the free weights versus resistance bands. I'm sorry, say real quick. So what's the limit? Like what's the, if you could do one, you know, one body weight exercise, what's, you know, the quote unquote best body weight exercise? Oh, a squat. Squat? Oh, yeah, push-ups? Uh, a, a squat, overhead squat. So now I got to reach into my CPT. Yeah, that's, that's, what I'm this also, so, that's why I set it up. Like, here we go, here we go. So a, from a assessment standpoint, one of the main assessments that you that, that anybody who is in ASM CPT will have you do in order to, see where your problem areas are is an overhead squat. And what that does is it allows you to see um, you're, you're, you're in alignment. So when you throw your hands up in the air to throw to do the overhead squat, um, how, your, how your ears, so there's a thing called the kinetic chain checkpoints and that's your feet, knees, um, I'm not gonna, lower, lower hip complex, your shoulders, your neck, and your head. And you have to look for the alignment for all of these when somebody's executing a, a lower, um, an overhead squat. So 
that is why I said it's probably one of the best bodyweight exercises because it's a single exercise where you can identify all the oh, muscular, yeah, mm-hmm. muscular muscle imbalances that a person may be having um, when executing a single exercise. Sounds like the budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can figure out everything there. Yep. Single point is, I don't want to say single point of failure, but it's a, it's a single glance in which I can, you know, see everything, right? right. It's is, like, oh. is that sort of why, that, what's the little duck squat thing, you, the duck walk you do for your physical? Is that sort of why you do that too? Because that's sort of like squatting. You remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, medical, it's a medical, medical question. Yeah, 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 right. Oh, that's oh, outside oh, of the scope of what yeah, I'm qualified yeah, yeah, to do. do. But you, <laughs> what's, what's that called though? Is that the... I would just say a duck walk. The, 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 is duck walk. Yeah, yeah like but they have you like, yeah, squatting. Yeah, I don't see, I don't know what that one's about because that's a little bit more than... Yeah, I don't, I don't okay. know what they're observing with that. No, I was just saying because you're both in a squatting position. That makes sense, though, why you said that. All right, so that's body, that's a, the main body weight exercise would be over. So you want to, again, the form of an overhead squat just so we clearly Oh, yeah, so uh, your hands are your hands are elevated in a, in a straight position. Um, you want to align your shoulders with your neck and your ears. So literally, that, I think I put your... your your hands at what, like almost like a 45 degree angle when they're up in the air, and then you're squatting. So what you're doing is you're executing an eccentric motion. You're uh, creating flexion in the quadriceps, okay? So you're, you're squatting, and your quads are, are shortening, basically. Or, or I'm sorry, they're, they're lengthening um, when you're squatting. And then you're going to stop at a 90 degree angle, and then you're gonna come back up, creating flexion, meaning they're shortening. And then you're going to stand up. That is an overhead squat. Make sure you keep your arms extended the entire time in which right. you're doing the overhead squat. Right. And I your angle is your knees would be your now your knees to your hip things. Correct. That'd be nine degrees. And where should your weight be? Your weight should be on your heels. I always remember that's the yes. Got to keep, got to keep the weight. Every on time you squat, that is always said. Wait, don't put your weight on your toes. But see, that being said, if your weight isn't on your heels, that probably means that you're having a muscular imbalance. Yeah, so. And then so, like, see, here we, that's what I'm saying, now Jordan, because he just took the test on freaking Wednesday, so I know it's all in his head. It's just sitting so, in there. Yeah, so, um, so weight, right, weight should obviously be on your, on your heels. Why, why shouldn't they be on your toes? Like, what, what happens when you do that? So it throws your, your balance. So what happens is you, you'll cause a, like I said, a muscle imbalance. And what that means is the muscles that you're supposed to be using to execute the movement pattern are not being, um, used in the proper manner. So what ends up happening is muscles that accompany that, um, that, that um, like force, what they call it, a force relationship. I'm sorry. Okay. The muscles, so the surrounding muscles that yeah, aren't supposed to be working muscles. that hard are um, the ones that end up taking over to execute the, the motion. Yeah, right? compensate. Right. So then your, your synergist muscles take over, and then that's called synergistic dominance. When you're using the wrong muscles to execute a movement pattern, then it's usually caused by uh, by synergistic dominance. Right. We should have put the power level over nine thousand. Because <laughs> uh, yes, and that's what we're talking. About. I think it was last episode where you can you can technically you know not have the right form and still get stronger. Exactly. Just those muscles that are compensating. Unfortunately, I mean you'll be stronger, but the wrong muscles will be used in exercise due to using the wrong form. Exactly. So again, shout out to the uh, so, so to social media. So if y'all don't follow us on social media, you need to. But on there, I post a lot of my wife and I, because she's also a trainer, doing these exercises. And I actually pointed out last week that I had a muscle imbalance um, when executing a single leg lunge. And you, you you don't recognize this if you don't have the knowledge. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're still able to do the lunge. Um, it's just not done um, in the correct form. So what that means, if, you, if your knee tends to lean inward, that usually means you're having a muscle imbalance on the outside uh, so it's always opposite of the direction in which your body is leaning, right? So if your knee is leaning inward, you probably have a muscle imbalance on the 
or a, a lengthening muscle, that's the correct term, on the outside of that, your, your hamstring, or I'm sorry, of your, of your leg. So it's usually your hamstring, your gastrocnemius, or even your solus, which could be your calf, depending on which direction you're on. Gastrocnemius is, um, where, where are those? Gastrocnemius, I'm sorry, <laughs> gastrocnemius is the muscle on the back side of your, your knee. Okay. So it depends on if you're talking about your, your medial, which is on the inside. So there's a bunch of terms. So so Jordan, Jordan is, <laughs> he's fresh off, so I know he's about to just say stuff and just ride by. I, yeah, my <laughs> bad. Catch me, catch me, catch yeah, me. I got um, you. So it's good though, yeah. Your, your, your medial gastrocnemius is the inside of your, the back part of your knee on the inside of your leg. Your lateral gastrocnemius is on the back part of your knee on the outside of your leg. So again, it, it, rock, it works across. So if you're leaning inward on your knee when executing a, a overhead squat, that usually means you're having some type of weakness on the outside of your leg, um, which could be, again, your TFL, your gastrocnemius, or your solus, which is your calf muscle. Mm -hmm. Again, if I breeze past them and I don't explain where they are, let me know, catch yeah. me, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so that being said, you wanna make sure that you're ex executing patterns um, in the right way, not executing synergistic dominance. Because ultimately, a lot of people um, have dysfunctional movement patterns and just don't realize it. Okay. So you want to, the important part, again, with having all this knowledge is now being able to recognize it, catch it, make the correction, so then people can then start using the correct muscles when they're executing these exercises right. and then strengthen those along the way. All right, so that's, all right, good. Yes, everything that I didn't know, you explained. Okay. And if, sorry, again, ask us questions. If he said anything that y'all didn't understand. They're probably like, what? It's okay. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's- Sometimes for, I'm like, what? It's yeah. okay. <laughs> so that's for body weight. All right, so up next, we have, is that the same thing as free weights? Is body weights and free weights the same thing? No, free weights are the ones that, um, that you st you slide on, so they're usually in a circular. I mean, they can be in whatever shape they want to. I've seen some that actually aren't circles before. I've seen some squares. That's that's weird. Um, but <laughs> thanks to science, it's all the same. <laughs> yeah, because you know when you weigh it, it weighs the same amount. Right. Um, but these are the circular plates that you put on to barbells. Usually, when you're trying to execute an exercise, um, they have. I guess they have dumbbell versions of them too that you can slide on that are technically free weights. But most mm -hmm. dumbbells are usually just a compact one. Um, a singular item, right? It's not, usually doesn't have the plates. So okay. most of the time it's, it's plates that you slide on barbells. Okay. Um, so for free weights, again, pros and cons, right? So we cut, we cover body weight, going back to free weights. Um, free weights are, so they, they're a, they're a finite weight, right? So what that means is when you're lifting, again, we're trying to shock the body, you know, exactly how much weight you're moving when you're executing an exercise. And this comes in handy when you're actually trying to overload a muscle or strategically plan, okay, how much weight am I gonna lift for X amount of time and then move on in order to, again, shock that muscle group and cause the muscle to then rip, eat protein and allow it to repair, right? So exposing that muscle to a known um, amount of resistance for a specific period of time really comes in handy when you're trying to enlarge your muscles, right? So I know for a lot of bodybuilders, you'll see bodybuilders probably use more free weights as opposed to resistance bands or body weight. Not saying that they can't do them, but for what they're trying to achieve, they want to expose their muscles to a specific amount of weight over a specific period of time in order to ensure growth. You know what I mean? So you can do that using the other things, but it comes a lot more difficult because again, with body weight, you're limited to your body weight. With resistance bands, we'll talk about this later, but resistance um, bands are only at their max resistance at full extension extension you see what i'm saying so most exercises when you're using a resistance band you'll well, again we'll talk about this after um free weights but you're going to um the, the resistance is going to change as you execute the motion 
So with the, that, that's the difference. One of the major differences between free weights and resistance bands is you, you're constantly getting, if I'm using a 40 pound dumbbell, I'm getting 40 pounds of resistance uh, throughout that entire exercise. If I'm using a 40 pound resistance band, I'm technically only getting 40 pounds of resistance at the peak of that flexion or of that the extension of that resistance band, okay? Um, so that's one of the huge differences between free weights and resistance bands. Other things, durability. Um, from a dumbbell perspective or a barbell perspective, my weights are always gonna be 40 pounds and they last forever, okay? Mm. Resistance bands, I mean, again, the resistance is variable while you're executing. Um, it's going to, if I'm using, again, I'm taking back to that 40 pound resistance band um, example. If I'm using that, it's gonna be 40 pounds of resistance every time I execute the complete motion to fully expand that resistance band. But what do resistance bands do over time? They, they become um, not, again, not as resistant. They become less. <laughs> yeah, wear and tear. Exactly. Yeah. They, they give more, right? So slowly over time, your 40 pounds then becomes 38 pounds worth of resistance at, at maximum tension. Then it becomes 36 pounds of tension at or 36 pounds of resistance at maximum tension. So what you don't realize is it becomes easier to do the more you put, um, you more you exert pressure on that that resistance band, right? When you're working out and using using it for um, different exercises. So that's one of the things. When, again, when you're trying to shock your body and you're trying to keep track of all these variables, because people who take uh, their fitness journey very seriously actually write down the amount of weight they're using and you know how many reps they did and what exercises they did that day um using something that can change in resistance doesn't appeal to you as much because i need if i'm looking for 45 pounds right and i used a 40 pound dumbbell last week today i'm going to use a 45 pound dumbbell you know what i mean for a resistance band if i use a 45 pound or if i use a 45 uh resistance band that's supposed to give me 45 pounds worth of tension and you know somebody else has been using it for two years and I pick it up and I'm expecting 45 pounds worth of tension and it's giving me 43, you know what I mean? It's right. variable, right? You don't want variables when you're working out. Um, yeah, it's like a rubber band. Exactly. Yeah, you bench up, it's not as tight as when you first use it and I was again about to make another bad joke. <laughs> you guys know exactly what I meant when I said rubber band is not tight and I use rubber. What are the chances? Listen. I'm good at this. Everybody know my, hey, wait, wait, hold on, which one are you doing? <laughs> Oh man! Oh my goodness! Hey, yeah, you better use that rubber. Too many y'all be. Hey, yeah. Yo. I'm stupid. <laughs> oh my goodness! That is not what that is for. But that's what we gonna use it for. That's what I just use it for right now. Hey, the real issue is <laughs> don't be paying that child support. <laughs> um, be careful what you wish for. Soundboard in full effect. Hey, that, like I said last time, I'm not trying to tell me it wasn't funny. I'm on the spot with this. <laughs> so, like this, this is me in real life. I mean, y'all, these are not forced laughs. We'd be having a great time. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, if nobody was listening, would you still do it? Yes, because <laughs> we have a great time. Oh my god! Oh, I lost man. my train of thought. Okay, so we did the body weight comparison. I'm gonna bring it back in. We did the body weight comparison. We did free weights. We're still talking about free weights. Okay, we're still doing free weights. Yeah, because we talked about resistance band, but you're gonna save that. But okay. right, so All we're right. gonna come back. I mean, I guess I'm kind of going back into yeah. the pros and cons of the resistance bands and the free weights at the same time. So that's kind of how it's going down. But um, okay, so we gotta go circle back to mobility. When you're a trainer and you go to other people's house to execute exercises, you're responsible for bringing the equipment nine times out of 10, right? So from a mobility standpoint, dumbbells are hard to lug around, okay? Shout out to the gym. Hey, man, you know, that's why people go to the gym because all their equipment is in one place, right? That's what you're paying for, right? Is the use of the equipment, you know, having this centralized place, a, a judgment-free zone to get your <laughs> to get your workout in, right? Um, carrying that equipment around can become cumbersome, all right? So when I'm... 
I'm, when I'm training somebody, or when I will be training somebody, and I have to make a house call, I will opt to use the most effective equipment that is convenient to then load up into my car and make sure that the client can get the best workout they can without me having to carry you know, 200 pounds worth of equipment around. Now, 200 pounds sounds like a lot, but it's not. I mean, I don't know if y'all have seen the weight on dumbbells, but they flex anywhere from five pounds all the way. To, I think the most I've seen is like 130. I mean, some of them even go up to 200, depending on what kind of gym you're at. I mean, if you're at a, a, a bodybuilding style type of gym and you'll, you'll recognize it when you get in there, they'll have the dumbbells at the size of your head and people are lifting those, right? So a single dumbbell can, can, can be 200 pounds. 200 pounds in resistance bands, I mean, you'll probably never see 200 pounds worth of resistance bands. It's a lot, okay? It'd probably be me worth of resistance bands. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's a lot, okay? <laughs> However, a resistance band can provide up to 200 pounds of resistance, but it doesn't weigh 200, 200 pounds. pounds. Shout out to science. I don't know how they did that, Listen. but thank, to, thank you to whoever you did or who made the resistance band. <laughs> <laughs> So from a mobility standpoint, uh, dumbbells are a little bit more cumbersome to use, um, but again, they ensure that you are using the amount that you're that you're you're looking for. So again, pros and cons um, when training. Uh, another, I think that I got covered mobility, cover portable, I cover durability. Yeah, I, I think I think that's pretty solid. So again, when you're we want when you're targeting muscle growth, not that you can't use resistance bands to target muscle growth. Dumbbells kind of win a little bit, and just in terms of making sure that you're able to overload those muscle um, those muscles in order to ensure growth, because there's such a wider range of resistance in which you can use or apply to the workout. Right? We just talked about again, if you're sliding around free weights, I don't know if y'all seen people squat before, but they you know sometimes they throw four to seven 45 pound plates on there. And I'm about, not about to do the math, but that's a lot of weight, okay? I mean, it's more than 200 pounds, which yeah. is the max amount I've ever seen on a resistance band. Yeah, you're in the 400 range. Exactly. Three, three 45s, when, when somebody, right, I mean, here we go, let's do this. When somebody says 145, that means a plate on each side, so it's technically two. I got you, 135. Right? Yeah, so three of them is 315. Right. So then four would be 90, so that'd be 405. So, so that's eight. That's eight total. But when they say like I got three on here, that's on each side. Right. So I know the the default. So the two forty five pound plates, one thirty five, two twenty five, yeah, exactly, four hundred five. Right. Yeah, and that's look scale it up. We put the most I've ever done trap bar probably four. It was four forty fives and then um, then a twenty five. So that's it's four or five plus fifty, I think. I don't, you know, yeah, something like almost five hundred pounds. Right. But the issue is why I hate. I'm gonna saw the tonal gym where it's it's no. Yeah. yeah. That I by the way, people. I, I swear to this, people I went to high school with. No, I said this in weight training class. I said, I wish we could just tap this like on Dragon Ball Z on the bar and just put the resistance in. Damn, somebody went and invented it. Only if I had the you know <laughs> the mental prowess to do that. But yeah, you can do that. But the plates. The one thing I hate with plates is. After I lift all this weight, guess what I gotta do? You should do this gym etiquette. Take the plate. You gotta re-rack it. <laughs> Please don't be that, okay. We gotta do it on a little side tangent here. Please don't be that person that puts the weight on the bar and then leaves it. Nobody likes that guy, yeah. okay? Or lady, yeah. okay? Nobody likes that person that does that, all right? No, and in high school, our football coach was the weight one, I mean, a couple of them were the weight trainer coaches. People would not put the stuff in the right place. We'd have to go and move, like, re, like, you know, reorganize it. Man, you know, how much, you know how much weight they took, Jordan? Remember, 145 pounds. It's like 30, 40 of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we look, oh, yeah. And yeah. then, if, especially if they let you practice first and then make you go clean up. Yeah, right, no, this, right, this is the end of everything. Right. All right, now put this together so I have class tomorrow at 7 17. It's more like, bro, like, you don't have the energy. What? Everyone, everyone is just dog, dog tired. But yeah, okay, so that was. 
free weights, dumbbells. Correct. All right. So now we got. Can you go more in depth in the resistance bands, or did you already sort of give us? No, 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 I got. I got, got some more. more. I, got hey, I know you do. I'm just making sure. Look, I've, I've been studying. Good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put it like this. It don't matter now that you passed the test. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so for resistance bands, uh, there are several pros to resistance bands. So, I mean, just to talk about the opposite of what I was talking about with free weights, right? So they're way more portable, they're mobile, right? A resistance band may weigh about, about two to three pounds, depending on how thick it is. Yeah, even the, even the biggest one, got a, I don't know, what, do you remember the brand is? Uh, Sun, Sun Power, I think. So yeah, Sun Power, but they, the purple one's the biggest one. That might be five pounds. Right. Yeah, it might be in total. But that resistance? No, I don't know what it is. I haven't used it. Look, the amount of tension on it. Let's just say we don't use purple often. Yeah, right? yeah I, I, we have yet to be instructed to use the purple. I don't know why I said often. It has, it has yet to zero. I've, I've started that. I've, I've, oh, you started that as you should as the personal trainer and doctor. <laughs> always like, gotta stay there. Can't leave from the back. Yeah. But, but you can. But you can. Uh <laughs> No, we can't make that a recurring thing. Shout out to the soundboard. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Oh my goodness. But so they are. <laughs> I was trying to say a joke, but I'm like, let me just stop. <laughs> Trying to keep our explicit yeah. tags right, so, you know, yeah. right on the line it's on. All right, yeah, so the resistance bands are light yes. relative to their weight. Exactly. So when you know a trainer like me uh, pulls up to train you at your home, I'm going to pull out a whole bunch of resistance bands. I'm going to bring some dumbbells, too, because I'm that kind of guy. But you know, don't be surprised if I pull out you know 40 pounds or less. What we're doing, you won't need more than 40 pounds. If you swing it more than that, I'll be impressed consistently. Because again, with good form, right? With right. things that we've learned now, uh, there, there's a lot going on you know, when people execute exercises, you know, I got to slow you down. We got to bring you back to square one and make sure that you're executing in good form. Okay. That's huge. Um, okay. So they're mobile, they're portable. Oh, they, they allow you to go through the full range of motion. This is a super plus, a super pro for resistance bands, right? So, um, depending on what kind you're using. So again, we're bringing it back to the sun power resistance bands that we use in the finally fit classes. They are a full circle. So you can step inside of them and use them when you're executing an exercise. And what does that mean? It keeps the tension throughout. So if I was going to put it, um, play a resistance band underneath my feet and then around the back of my neck to execute a full squat, I can keep that tension on me throughout the entire duration of the squat, right? For the full range of motion, all the way from extension, all the way down to flexion, right? You want to go all the way down to 90 degrees and then come back up into your own full erect standing position, okay? So having your resistance band allows you to keep that tension throughout the entire um, exercise. Sometimes with free weights, and I didn't cover this in the con section, but it's okay, because we're doing the comparison back and forth. Um, free weights, um, a lot of times what people do is when they get tired, because that that um, force is so constant, they'll start using, again, we talked about this muscle imbalance or synergistic dominance, they start using other muscle groups to compensate um, for the muscle that they're actually working out. You cannot do that with a resistance band. If I put that resistance band on the back of your neck and underneath your feet, you're going to work your quadriceps doing a squat. You're, there's no getting around okay, that. Right. You know what I mean? If, if you're under that same pressure um, on a barbell, you can actually you know, maneuver your body a little bit and kind of swing your weight and, you know, uh, add momentum, I guess is what I would say, to the exercise to compensate for the fact that you're not, you don't want to use the muscles that are, you know, that are sore, that are hurting, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot more difficult to do that with a resistance band than it is with some free weight. Again, yeah. with a bicep curl, right? This is a better example. If you're curling your bicep, what do you do? You start arching your back, mm -hmm. you start swinging your legs, you know, you start giving a little, a little yeah, hip you thrust. Start, you start to look like you're dancing. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, so what that does is it starts using other muscles uh, outside of the intended um, agonist and antagonist muscles. So the, 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 the main bicep head in which you're targeting when you're trying to execute a bicep curl is no longer getting the, the full tension of the workout because you're now using your legs and your back to get the, to get the weight up um, in its heightened flexion state. So what, the, what does that mean for you? You're not getting the full um, burn from the rep because you're now cheating yourself, okay? Mm -hmm. Resistance bands do not allow you to cheat yourself. If, you, if you're cheating yourself with the resistance band, you're probably working harder than you would if you'd have just done the actual <laughs> exercise. So you can, <laughs> keeping that in mind, you should probably just you know take your time, execute the rep as, um, as intended and get that full fledged workout. That's so, that's funny. You say you're gonna be trying to do it more. You really are. That'd be, uh, so the main the main one I think when you're doing uh, with the weight on the bar and the bench press, people start lifting their hips up. Yes. And like, bro. Yep. No, no hips on the bench press. It's, it's, this is a this is an arm only exercise. Exactly. <laughs> and a lot of times when we do our bench press with the um, when we do our bench press with the resistance band, where you at? You're yeah on the ground. Yeah, you're yeah, flat on the floor. On the so good, good luck trying to stabilize with your legs. You don't. You're not using them. Yeah, you're yeah. flat. <laughs> And the, when you're on, on the ground with the your back, you need to be on the ground so you have the band is actually there. Because if it's not, then you're not going to be doing anything because there's no resistance. Exactly, there has to be something holding it down from a gravity standpoint. So it's almost like a muscle isolation at that point. You're literally working whatever if you're if you're using the resistance band correctly, whatever you're intending to work more than likely will get worked without um, impacting these these other muscles or allowing your body to use these other muscles. Right. Right. So. That's that's the super pro. No right. cheating. Okay, no cheating. <laughs> um, so we call it recover mobility. Um, so a con durability. I know we talked about this with the free weight. Uh, they they can break over time. Most resistance band. So I've only had one resistance band ever snap on me ever in twenty eight years of life. Um, I think I just. I mean, it is what it is. I use it a lot. It was my go-to. You know what I mean. So that being said, I mean, again, if I if I got to worry about one resistance band at once every twenty eight years, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> four times, right. four times max. Technically three, technically <laughs> three. But yeah. So I mean, durability. I mean, that being said, if you're comparing it to free weights, which you know aren't going to change unless you throw them at concrete or something, like you know what I mean? <laughs> then you know, I guess I guess it's taking an L. But they they are less if you're comparing them to the competitor they are less durable um yeah i think i covered everything i want to cover okay so what about machine using a machine is that different than these other ones you mentioned uh technically machines use free weight so what okay. people don't realize is when you when you when you're looking at or when you're on a machine you what do you have to do you have to set the weight on the machine before you ex execute right so there's a lot of other um bolts and nuts and things that are on the machine but ultimately what it comes down to is you're just finding a different way to target those muscles um, but you're still adjusting the free weight on the machine in order to get that burn right so machines are just a an extended form of free weight so you would treat them in the same category all right and so all right so we actually we were going on but so we got body weights right squats so for free weights what's the what would the number one be that you should do for free weights for free weights but uh, yeah put pressure pressure's on. <laughs> i mean I, I guess i would have to i got to stick with my, my my answer here i gotta go with the the free weight version so it just be a barbell squat okay, so is everything squats you're saying yeah i mean oh, listen it when in doubt if you don't know what you need to do to the gym you should probably start the squat machine yeah, like, don't, listen, don't I mean, skip leg day i mean and that, you know what's funny is a lot of people do yeah. and that's that's probably what's wrong with a lot yeah. of the problems that people have when they're executing or when they're exercising are, are posture related and a lot of the ways to fix posture related i mean issues are to get your squat form correctly because what that does again i just told you i can i can see all the different muscle imbalances in your body from watching you perform an overhead squat if you get your alignment correct 
you know, by doing squats, whether they be, you know, body weight squats, free weight squats, resistance band squats, you, you will fix a lot of the issues that you're having in terms of alignment. So a lot of people don't realize this. It's not even about the, the weight or the resistance. You just need to get your alignment correct in the gym. Um, that's the first layer of the OPT model, stabilization, stabilization, endurance, fix your joint flexibility, fix your muscular endurance, and fix your alignment of your body when executing the exercises. Form. Yes. yes. Form, Form is key. Yeah. Okay, so is that is that everything you have for those? That's that? I believe so. Unless you got anything else? Oh, I did because I now remember. So I have all these different ways you can, you know, lift weights. What, what's your number? What can you rank them? You said, can I rank them? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. My personal. <laughs> You're like, God damn. No, no, no. This is good because uh, now we're talking about new Jordan versus old Jordan. Dang. What I mean by that is collegiate Jordan would have ranked them um, free weights, resistance band, then body weight, right? Okay. And that's because, I mean, again, if you're talking about the ability to generate muscular growth quicker, I would definitely put the free weights at the top, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to get big, fast, free weights are for you. Resistance bands will generate muscle growth. It just takes time. It takes longer to do because, again, you're working with a limited range of resistance, right? If I can, I mean, I'm never going to be able to do 315 in resistance bands unless I put... I had to put a crazy amount of resistance bed. Then at that point, you're probably altering form, probably not doing the exercise correctly. You know what I mean? There's a lot of other factors that come into play. So I'm limited to 200 pounds of resistance using resistance band, which means I'd never be able to do a 315 barbell squat. You know what right. I mean? So to generate muscle growth faster, which is what I favored in college, because again, I was a collegiate football player. I put free weights, resistance band, then body weight. Now, ask 28-year-old Jordan what he favors. Because most people, again, aren't living this athlete life at our age. Um, you're just trying to stay in shape. You're just trying to do what's necessary to be healthy, right? So I would put resistance bands, um, actually body weight, and then free weights at the bottom. I know people are like, what? I, I, okay, let me be clear. I love free weights, okay? That would ever, you know, forever have a special place in my heart. However, they are absolutely not necessary for everyday life fitness. Most people don't get up and walk 20 minutes every day. What you need free weights for? I mean, let's let's start there. I mean, you shouldn't have been talking shit. <laughs> I mean, from an exercise standpoint, most of y'all aren't getting the the required thirty minutes of cardio a day. You talk about you want to put three fifteen on a barbell squat and do it. Like, no, like let's get outside. Let's let's get that those the, the cardiovascular system going. Let's let's get that respiratory system up there and you know work on our lungs and our heart. Because you got to you gotta also got to think it from that perspective. You can't work. Your heart out using weight. Oh, let me stop. We, we don't. We, we'll save that for another time. You don't remember that talking like Look, me. you got over here mumbling and trying to cuss. Look, man. <laughs> you, you, let's meet the. I guess what I'm trying to say is let's meet the bare minimum, minimum right, right, the necessity right. for exercise first. And what do you need to do that? Just you. So, right. so body weight. You know. But that being said, I I, I put resistance bands above body weight because if you do want to add that that extra tension in order to still stimulate muscle growth but not have to go to the gym, resistance bands would have to be number one. Exactly, and like I said, the mobility, it's also budgeting cheaper because yes. it's a one-time purchase. Oh, we didn't even get no money. How did I miss money? You let me step over. Well, I mean, I'm here. This is why I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you didn't miss it. Pros and cons, Finance. Okay, go ahead. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, as, as you guys know, I mean, it's not, we don't have to rank them. Body weight is the cheap. Well, actually, let me be clear. Body weight might be the most expensive because if your if your health is not in order, you actually might act. Ooh, 
I just thought about this a lot. Yeah. Body weight actually might be the most expensive one starting out. So, you know, good, this is a positive diminishing returns. As you get more in shape, the body weight will eventually, quote unquote, be free. But body weight, you know, is the cheapest one that costs no money. You are what you are. Then obviously resistance bands, that's a one-time purchase. And then obviously the gym, you know, it lasts over and over again. Now, if you're Jordan or you're me, once I get a house, if you put a gym in your house, then obviously that's a one-time purchase too. And then that would actually be the cheapest one under body weight because, you know, but yeah. you have more weight than you do with the resistance bands. But exactly. most people aren't, as you're saying, they're not working out. But yeah, your body weight is cheapest than resistance bands and then the free weights, which are, they're more expensive because you just have to go to a gym to get those. Most people don't have the room to get enough free weights in their house. Or if they do, they, it's not enough to get, you know, the full benefit. You'd be better off using the resistance gym. bands right. or your body weight for it. Most, most of you don't have a room for multiple, a uh, whole dumbbell set in your house. So <laughs> yeah, man. It, it just again start at exercise level one. Some of y'all are trying to jump to level ten. Get the, get the walk in first. You know, get your get your run in every day. Work work on carrying your body weight. You'd be surprised how many most how how many people are having problems just doing stuff with their body weight. Start there. You know what I mean, and then work your way up. And I, again, I would encourage the resistance bands before getting to the free weight because free weight is unforgiving. A forty five pound plate is a forty five pound plate. You get underneath it and you can't lift it. It's still a forty-five pound plate. That dude, I mean, even safety. Yes, safety. It's a forty-five pound plate. Safety, safety, <laughs> safety. I mean, yes, body weight. You can stop whenever you want. Yeah, I mean, you do push-up. You doing push-ups? Just I'm done. exactly. You hit the ground with your tire. You put a failure. You hit the ground. You put a failure with a forty-five pound plate on a barbell. Have a spotter. So that being said, I have to get. I'm responsible now because I'm now a professional. I have to give you the safety talk. Have a spotter when executing these exercises with free weight because if not i mean they can end terribly wrong i don't know if y'all ever squatted before and you put some weight on there that you can't hit if you, you don't have the safety racks there <sighs> oh yeah see now see now yeah look mm. the safety racks are, sh- okay so let's be very clear safety racks are mandatory if you're at a gym and they don't have safety racks that's a that's a value we're not gonna put it by your blast yeah. but they should have them okay let's yeah. be clear but if you're in a, a home gym and they don't have safety racks you need a spotter because right. if you i mean mm-hmm. if you're not prepared Hey, y'all never been coached through the lawn chair technique? Did it? You're, did yeah, that's what I was saying. We, we almost skipped. Like, this is, this, this is, we almost skipped past this whole part of this question. Like, right. like we didn't get into safety. We did it. I mean, <laughs> pros and cons yeah. on safety. I mean, that's, free weights are, I mean, they're exactly what they sound like. They're lethal. Yeah. They, they are lethal. You can die, you can die. People, have died. people have died. People yes. have, unfortunately, pooped out their entire intestines. Like, it's, it's literally, it, it, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to bring, uh, gosh, there, there was a video where a guy at a Planet Fitness was using free weights to do a leg press machine. And he put um, on a ridiculous amount of weight on the leg press machine. That being said, I've seen people do that weight, but it was a lot for him. And he wasn't executing proper form. And one thing, I'll put this out there for free. One thing you should never do on a leg press machine is lock your legs legs. out. Mm. Okay? Well, the full range of motion is limited right before your legs hit the lockout motion. Okay? When you lock them out, you're now putting that pressure on your joints. And your joints are not me. Your, your muscles are your muscles for a reason. Your joints are not supposed to hold 700 pounds worth of weight. Your joints are muscles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the definition, definition of the skeletal uh, skeletal system is just to have something so the muscles attached to you so they can move. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. no, we <laughs> don't move right by them. And look, safety is huge. So that from that being said, the, the from the safety category, free weights are at the bottom. Like they again, they can kill you. Resistance bands, you can you can hurt yourself. You can over um, overextend um, a, a muscle using free weights. It's, it's it's or not sorry, not for free. I mean free weights too, but using a resistance band. But I mean it's a little harder to hurt yourself just using. Uh, body weight. Body weight should follow functional movement patterns, meaning you know your day to day actions. And if you're 
again, if your posture is correct and you've been stretching and you've been working on muscle stabilization like you should because you're in the first round, then you'll be first round of the OPT model. You know what I mean? You're starting at the bottom, starting from the beginning of your fitness journey. You'll be fine. Okay. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's impossible because people get hurt every day just holding their body weight, but you, <laughs> you just want to make sure. <laughs> I mean, you ever seen somebody just, you know, at work, like, ah, my back hurt. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's, that's just, why I started laughing. I mean, yeah. It happens. Yeah, about the, uh, you got to do, do uh, one pull up. Because exactly. if you need to pull up off that cliff and you can't. Yeah. That's it. I mean, hey. Look. <laughs> hey. hey, and by the way, that's going to be an instant one hit KO. It really is. Perfect. Hey, perfect. Hey. Look, I mean, look. <laughs> You're gone. Oh my goodness! Yes, yeah. I can't believe I almost skipped past the money and the safety of those. Those yeah. are huge. I mean, Ooh, it was always uh, so. I mean, resistance bands again. They they so they allow you that full range of motion. So for safety, again, you're less likely to hurt yourself. But you want to make sure that you're still executing in proper form, and that'll keep you. Most of the time, if you do stuff the right way, um, without overloading to the point past the exhaustion then you, you'll be safe right and that includes body weight resistance bands free weight that's kind of like the, the rule of thumb right um depending on which level of the opt model you're in and what what your end result is for fitness um your intensity may differ meaning like how much weight you're trying to put in on there at one time so you, you definitely need to make sure again bring a spotter that is key when using free weights okay? yeah and to rank these body weights and resist, I mean, as long as you're not doing anything crazy, they're the same. I mean, just don't do anything stupid. But I mean, you can you can kill yourself doing anything, but highly unlikely with your body weight. I mean, don't do like parkour. Right. Like, don't try to, you know, I'm going my leg workout today and jump across <laughs> the, this, these buildings. <laughs> just my body. Let me see if them squats are working off. But yeah, free weights. Yeah, I mean, I remember the... Um, uh, the USC running back, or was he going? Was he going to USC? But he was doing the bench press, and it, it was going. It, yeah, and it landed on his yeah. esophagus. This happened to me in high school. This we did this exercise one time, by the way, and we were doing um, a relay race on uh, with forty five pound plates on a rug, mm -hmm. and um, one guy was or one guy was coming down, one guy was coming up, and they hit, and they when they spun off, it was like the guy who was going down was coming up. You know, they they had flip spots, and our lineman. His finger got caught in between. Woo, woo! Thank God. I mean, we ended up we didn't win states that year, but he he still came back. But yeah, okay, I can tell you this. But I remember this is the first time we ever did this, and obviously it was the last time we ever did this exercise. <laughs> <laughs> but and the thing, like, I mean, it was like we were having fun. It was a Saturday practice after the game, so you know it was you know just a fun light workout, and you know went down from there. <laughs> and thank God it was not, not not this is my man's too, but you know, like it was our quarterback or our star receiver, like you know, <laughs> this is our this is our starting right guard. So you know, but yeah, and it was our starting corner who did it too. And the guy, it was all fun. They they took a picture of it and they made like they this is a, I guess the first meme ever. They made him a Pokemon card with his finger and they made his uh, his weakness type the guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's you know, it, like the guy—he's okay. He's perfectly fine now. Like it wasn't like threatening or anything like that. Like I said, he came back during the season. You know all of that. So, but yeah, free weight. I mean, again, free weights very, very dangerous. Resistance bands. We got to say you can put the resistance bands on the bar. You you can. So you yes, you can combine these forms together mm -hmm. uh, depending on again your fitness level. Don't don't do this. Yeah, if your this form is, isn't right. That's, this is yeah. like a, this is clearly above the first study Super that we just saying, mentioned. Yeah, you know, four, five. This is the hyperbolic time chamber <laughs> right here. You trying to get ready for selling a day? Yeah. Okay. You, you trying can, to do three sixty five days in twenty four hours? <laughs> this this is that type of stuff. All right. Yeah, you can put the re the resistance band on the the dumbbell or the barbell and add even more resistance. But again, would recommend that until you get your form straight. 
and you're at that level in which you can handle the exercise um, in the amount of reps and sets um, with the level of intensity that you're, you're intending to do for your workout. Right, and now that the we've, we've got more uh, episodes on our belt, as hopefully you guys have noticed, the stuff has been getting more progressive, right? I still, you know, tag, uh, teasing y'all with the investments and generational wealth. But once that's all done, we'll be switching in and out, you know, from a beginner to an advanced standpoint. We'll do our best to clear up, you know, this is beginner type stuff and this is advanced type stuff. But again, we got nine episodes of all beginner stuff. So we have covered ourselves on that basis. But again, first time listeners, we'll do our best to make sure to say, hey, this is more, you know, beginner things, this is more advanced things. So you're not just out here literally trying to parkour across two buildings. So I'm like, Jordan told me, you know, yeah. I got my, got my overhead squad and my phone was good. Right. So, now, you know. so now I can jump to the <laughs> no, Right, yeah. Or Corey said, all right, I've been budgeting. Let me just go ahead and, and start investing. Uh, never mind. So that being said, ranking those levels, um, beginner, intermediate, advanced, uh, I feel like a lot of people are across the spectrum on this. Um, I would recommend, again, body weight, beginner, right? You, you, again, be, be able to move you efficiently before you start trying to add any type of resistance, external resistance, right? Um, then I would put... It, it, it depends on how much yeah, yeah, I mean... It's a tie, and it depends yeah. on what you're, what you're trying to do, right? So yeah, resistance bands can be really difficult, depending... I mean, come to a finally fit workout. I mean, yes, yeah, we, will, we will work you with your body weight and, and just just some resistance band man we yeah. very rare, rarely do we require um everyone to use weights now um there there are some times where it is more optimal to use um some type of free weight but at the same time you'll get just as much burn if you you get it in with your body weight or resistance band so body body weight is definitely beginner level. I would say intermediate to advanced would be resistance bands, and then free weight would definitely be intermediate to advanced. Again, st- stability is the number is the first step. So you need to be able to do everything, uh, your your normal functional movement patterns um, with your body in control without any additional tension before you move into um, resistance bands or free weight. So that's the ranking for you. Substitute Vegeta saying power level over nine thousand when he was about to fight Goku. He didn't even go KO Ken Napa. He body he bodied Napa after he did that, right? He did. Then no, the best body is Raccoon. That Raccoon oh, yeah. fight is that Ridiculous. Raccoon fight is like ten seconds. Yeah, base form. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even power up base form. Yeah, I mean it's actually never mind. Super Saiyan two Goku can sell juniors, but nobody wants to talk to me about how that's the strongest anime fighter ever. Ugh. But you know he was he kicked the cell juniors into dust. <laughs> he, no, no. See, look, now nah, see, Super Saiyan two Team Gohan is the strongest anime fighter on scale. Cell juniors are, are as strong as Cell. He was punching their heads off. I believe it. I mean, I've seen it. I don't remember them turning into dust, but I, I, I think it worked for we, it. We, yeah. will, we will pull it. Look, gotcha. I remember. We pull, he kicked them at one in the dust. He kicked them in the dust. I mean, yeah. Team Gohan was different. Hey, Super Saiyan 2. Hey, Listen. hey man, Fidel. You know, you see what happens. This is why I mean you focus on yourself. <laughs> you could be the strongest anime character ever, but then you got Fidel coming in and just, suck, you know, yeah, just suck power level. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. But uh, yeah. He, he definitely fell out. Anyways, <laughs> not an anime podcast. I'm gonna show you that you're gonna see the highlight. Look, he deserved better. Hey. Shout out to you, Gohan. Team Gohan. Hey, great, great, great Sandman. <laughs> I remember when he was doing different. that. He was trying not to kill people. <laughs> but boy, you strong. Hey. And I think uh, when they uh, uh, half sand, half humans, are, I, think, I don't know if they're as strong as sands, but like. They can get like, they have higher potential. Yeah, higher potential. Like, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's where they get us. 
transform a lot faster. Look, in the yeah. Boo Saga, when he hit the Elder Kai unlocking ability, I knew when he was in base form and he yeah. was body and super boo. Now, that, like, oh, that, look, he was still strong. I'm trying to tell people, you better go watch the highlight tape. Gohan, he not, look. I mean, again, it's different. Obviously, Goku and Vegeta are stronger than him now. But who killed, I mean, who killed Cell? Him, as a teenager. Well, man, let me be clear. Let's be, man, look. All right, we're going to start. <laughs> we're not an, we're not RBC. We're not an anime podcast. All right. So that's good for all the different types of body weights that you can, or different exercises you can do. Uh, yeah, I think we're good on that. All right. Third question. Last okay. question. Okay. So we have, you spoke a lot about time under tension and why speed doesn't matter. So again, me doing terrible with the questions is actually asking them a question. But what? let's go more in depth to what time under tension is and how that actually benefits you. If I said speed, okay. I gotta throw my disclaimer out there. So if I said speed doesn't matter, it does matter. No, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, pro- okay. I probably said that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Because time, time under tension is, is exactly that, right? It's the speed um, in which you execute an exercise. It's the time under duress per rep that you're... you're um, your body is, is in a stressful state, right? So when you're executing time under tension, which is one of the, again, workout modalities or adaptations. So when you're um, when you're executing time under tension, what the goal is is to put your, again, a, your body in a stress state over a consistent count or tempo is what they call it. So if you're in stability or stabilization endurance, which again is that first level of the OPT um, model, and you're just starting your fitness journey, most of your exercises should be done on a four, two, one tempo. Um, the numbers represent eccentric, isometric, and then concentric motion. Motions. Okay, go ahead. I got you. Please explain. <laughs> eccentric is when you lengthen a muscle. Uh, isometric is when the amount of pressure being applied to the resistance is equal. So it's usually considered a, like a hold. So like a, you know, a, um, like a plank or like a wall sit, those are isometric motions. You're not moving. There's no being no additional tension uh, applied uh, more than the the amount of pressure being exerted to balance that out, right? But you're still in a stressful state. So that's an isometric motion. And then uh, concentric is when the, the muscle contracts, right? And that is the, the second, or the, I'm sorry, the third number in the tempo. So four, two, one. So four seconds on the eccentric motion, two seconds on the isometric hold, and then one second on the contraction, which is the concentric motion. That's total of seven seconds. Okay. Correct. Per okay. rep. Per rep. So this under and then a time under tension is just exactly what that is, right? And in a let's do a bicep curl, right? So a bicep curl, when you're experiencing flexion or the concentric motion, the bicep head is shortening, so it's coming towards you. So that would be in the four two one of what I just explained. That would be the when shortening, yeah, that would be in the four. No, it'd be in the two. No, okay, I got you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. I don't know. They don't, I, don't know. I know they don't go in order. But, oh. This is why I'm paying you. This is exactly right. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So uh, that four two one, that would be the one, right? So you bring okay. it. Uh, it's almost explosive, right? Oh, so at its peak, you're just saying, right? Yeah. So okay, you that'd so, be the one. So you bring it. You bring the one because it's, it's shortening. It's coming towards you. That's the mm-hmm. concentric motion then the eccentric motion would be the muscle lengthening. At this point, it would be the extension. So that's the four in this case. So it's up on a one count, it's down on a four count. So it's at that time, that's the time under tension, right? You're putting your bicep head under tension for a four count before it gets back down um, until it's fully extended, right? What we missed in between there is the isometric motion, which is the two count hold, which is where your muscle is contracted and then at the top, you hold for two seconds okay, that's what and then drop back down for four. So okay. that's how you get to the seven seconds total. So one second on the way up, 
two second hold while it's contracted, four seconds on the way down, and that executes the full motion. So and again, that's time under tension. That is time under tension for specifically for a bicep curl. bicep curl. So again, your eccentric and uh, concentric motions and isometric motions change depending on what the exercise is that's being executed, but they should still all technically be on a four two one tempo or count. So that's that's your goal when you're doing time of detention. Now, the kicker is when you're doing stabilization endurance, what a lot of people don't realize is you should be doing three sets of 12 to 20 reps. So 12 times seven is what? It's, uh, 94, 84. 84, so that's 84 seconds per set. I'm sorry, per, per exercise that you're executing. Right, right, right. If you're doing at least 12 reps, which is the minimum for stabilization endurance. That's why I said, a lot of people are out here messing around with weights and doing all these extra exercises when we're talking about stage one, which is stabilization <laughs> and stabilization endurance, where you should be doing 12 reps on a four to one tempo, which is time under tension. And a lot of y'all can't do that. Start with walking. Let's get there. Okay. Right. Start with walking, get that cardio in, then we'll get you in the gym or get you in a finally fit class, which isn't the gym's home base. Again, shout out to us. Jordan, uh, <laughs> sound A. You shouldn't have been talking shit. Or should have been passive aggressive as hell. <laughs> <laughs> my, my goal is I just want everybody to be healthy, man. We, I, I didn't learn this information to hold it for myself. I want to get it out there and make sure everybody's using it. Hence, here well, we are. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, episode 10. <laughs> we locked in. So that being said, I, I want to make sure that you're, you're executing um, in good form under quality time and attention, seven seconds per rep, um, using the, that, that nomenclature that we just um, covered out loud. Okay. So time under tension is key. There's several studies that, that say oh, time under tension may not necessarily be beneficial. Yeah. I think it works great. I mean, you're a finally fit client. What do you What do you say? I mean, for those I, mean I didn't. I would assume yeah. I've always been doing this. Time under tension. I got so you. I, you know, until you know, like I said, you're, I'm learning. You know, putting uh, names to things I've been doing. Right. But yeah, always. I mean, and, form yeah. is as always. I mean, doing free, doing free weights. You know, form has always been key because obviously how much you can uh, hurt yourself or you know doing the wrong form you end up strengthening the, the wrong part of your body. But yeah, I mean, definitely with the resistance bands, when you get to that and you got a hold, you know, that, it'll still be hurting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay, because I mean, again, my job is to know it, your job is to execute, right? Yeah, so, right, so right. I, 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 and I the single side of things, dipping in finance. Yes, yes, yes. I know this stuff, yeah. I don't got no, none of this stuff toward this telling <laughs> I don't have to know a single thing. It's, it's my okay. job to pull up with it ready. Yeah, gonna, we, I'm gonna yeah, count, yeah. we're gonna do it. Okay. Yeah, I just gotta trust that he's telling me my form is okay. Other than that, I'm good. I don't need to remember when I'm not there, none of that. But <laughs> finances, you gotta take the information I tell you with you. For I'm, sure. Or, you can pay me more money than you can call me on demand. That's what Jordan actually does. <laughs> Which so, comes back to having a team. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. What's the first step? Building a team. All right. Everybody should have some knowledge. Bring that knowledge to the table. Um, but having that team around you and listening to that person who is the enthusiast or professional or, you know, who, who, who specializes in that area. Who, and make sure they have some experience. Okay. Don't just take people's word for it. I have no experience finding coaching. So I mean, finding coaching. I have finance experience. I was in the banking industry I mean, for almost six years. But I would say this, put it like this, as a financial coach, I would not recommend you to start with me <laughs> when I started. <laughs> That's why we say if people want me to give them advice on things, it's like, no, you do them like, look, I would if I would not coach you to come to someone with my skill set. It's just me because you know how I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, we went to college together, so you understand how, you know, people perform under pressure differently in college 
I'm not the one. I showed up. Hey, I showed up. Remember what was that? Uh, Dr. El Saeed? I showed up last to the final exam and finished first. Corey is what you call fourth quarter clutch. He's on the, on the, if we, so we talking about creator player on his 99 <laughs> ranking. for When it, when it gets to, uh, when we talking about ranking, yeah. right? His, his ranking is a 99 yeah, when it comes the, to the, on, on the, the spot. Yeah. yeah. And, and real, that's the thing. People be, again, practice makes perfect. Y'all be ready, you know, in the danger zone X-Men, right? When they got all those, you know, everything set up where it's not the real world. Stuff, when stuff go down, like in real life, we have to solve a problem like you have no time to prepare well you better hope i'm there Look, you always <laughs> want that friend with the 99 ranking that doesn't change when the stuff starts turning around yeah. you'd be surprised people panic okay mm-hmm. i know people practice a lot people panic when real life situations happen yeah, talk about the foxhole listen you need the friend that's battle ready okay yeah, i would yeah, be i be animated and stuff but then when stuff actually go down i'm the most calm and cool collected everybody i be intense but like you know what it is done. you know what it is though it's because Corey's on 10 all the time right <laughs> that, so his 10 is a one in a battle ready environment right. because everything's already, already on 10 you know what it is I learned that from uh, Bruce Ben and uh, you know in uh, Avengers the first one when they were trying to get him transformed. Right. It was like the trick is I'm always angry. Yeah. I've been doing like that. Like I'm already I'm already oh, there. What is it? He violence said, is your default setting. Oh okay, yeah, violence is default. Yeah, that's, that's what I'll be saying. Like y- y'all again, I'm all time at this. Shout out to God for this innate ability that I have. But y'all people be trying to like get like real anime and stuff. Like bro, I'm already this is. This is the floor for me. Like y'all, like I can this thing. I be talking loud, but I don't be screaming. Like I can. I'm rare. Most people have never seen me like at my peak, like when I get upset, because you know I'm again. My blood pressure is higher than normal, so that doesn't help. It, it actually we is. We work it on that. No, it's just nah. Yeah, you good. It's just something I was born with. Gotcha. But um, I'm not I'm like right below hypertension. Like when I, my senior year, I almost didn't get clear to play football because my, I could never get my uh, blood pressure underneath what it was. I get. My heart looked at all this other stuff. I was fine. I was just, I just got higher than average blood pressure, which helps, you know, me. Well, it doesn't help me, but I speak fast. All the type of stuff. And I just, I just be ready. I just be ready to go. So, when, so. When, <laughs> I mean, said I was born on go. Yeah, I was born on go. Like, hey, I was born in Arizona, bro. I'm hot-headed. But, uh, so, yeah, when that, those type of things happen, a lot, a lot of people be folding. But when I be there, I just be like, I mean, what's the issue? Nothing. I mean, you know, problems get solved. So, I'll maybe be like, did you die? Then let's go. Like, <laughs> Yeah, um, it's um, it's too much. It's too much. But okay, so I bring it back full circle. Yeah, time attention. Time um, so yeah, use it during your workouts. Definitely necessary when you're first starting out, working on those stabilization exercises. The goal isn't when you're when you're first getting in. Again, is to build up muscular endurance. You want to be able to use your muscles and regular everyday functional patterns. Um, for like extended periods of time, and you'd be surprised when people again can't move their body weight. Um. So you need to be able to do that. You need to be able to do it more than once. That's the key. It's like, okay, you can do a squat, but can you do it 12 times? Okay, can you do it 36 times? Because we need you to do three sets. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's 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 where that first level is. That's where we're starting out. So time and retention will get you there. Um, if you skipped that level and, you know, you jump straight into body weight and, you know, trying to do maximal strength or power or hypertrophy, it's you can go back and you can do these stabilization endurance exercises and get those muscles well-rounded and get your muscle endurance up. Um, because you'd be surprised how much, I mean, shout out to this knowledge because I, I incorporated some stabilization endurance exercises uh, this week for my wife and I. And we started working some muscles that, you know, we were like, all right, we, we get that work. Yeah, they posted their failures. Yes. Yes, which I will try to do, but I don't, I can't, it's different. I can't afford to fail in finances. Then it, it negates everything I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can only mess up on investments. I can't ever mess up on budgets and stuff. But yeah, they post, that's on, that was on, that on both? Or is that just on your 
your personal page? Uh, I think it was on our just on our personal page. I'll put it on both. Yeah, put it on both. Yeah, yeah. You just you know you got here to show like because you're a trainer doesn't mean that you're perfect. It just means that you're knowledgeable. I'm, I'm aware now. So before I was ignorant, and when you're ignorant, you can't be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Now I know. You know what I mean? I'm going to bring that back one more time. When you're ignorant, you can't be held accountable. But when you're listening to this podcast, you can no longer say you're ignorant because you know. Okay? I'm telling you what you need to do to get right. So that being said, Corey's telling you what you need to do to get right with your finances. That being said, you can now be held accountable. Okay? Hold yourself accountable. That's the key. Yeah. All right? You can be held accountable. You just have the excuse of not knowing. Right? But again, that's don't don't try that with the law. I mean, put you in jail. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear on where that applies. Right? We're talking uh, about fitness. We're talking about finances. Things that aren't going to, you know, get you locked up. But, uh, yeah. The law? Nah. You need to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I, well, actually, no, I did post my financial failures. This is an opinion. All that debt. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did post it. Right? No, yeah. But, yeah, as you know, Jordan and his wife are getting just not better but stronger. Right? You know, you can see that progression. And that's, that's why we're doing this so you guys see the beginning. Right? You're not seeing Jordan with, like, every, you know, like, how, you know, how did he get all these months? Like, I know, you know, there was somebody, I think somebody, you see, like, I think it was a couple. They had, like, uh, a six-pack on their back. You see that? <laughs> it's like you know, we don't want to show up like that, so you guys can see the progression. So finance, like you know, we're not, you know, we're not millionaires, but then you guys get to see the like, you know, the the whole timeline of that instead of showing up with it. That's like I said, a thing we're really trying to provide. You get groundbreaking uh, type of steps. So we're like going through them as well. Not what we did ten years ago. I mean, like I said, I mean. Just got the house, Jordan did, and his wife, right? Just finished paying off the debt, right? Working on, you know, investing, all those type of things. You're right here and there with us. Right. As we're doing it. As we're building it up. Right. So, yeah. I'm going to do this last touch on, on okay. fitness. So, you again, you're doing these these exercises for stabilization during time under tension so you can well-round your muscle groups. You don't want to... So, a lot of workouts will always work your, your prime mover muscles, again, if they're executed correctly. What that means is... They're explosive. They're working your big muscles, right? So if you're on the bench, of course your your, your chest is your chest is going to work, right? Um, if you haven't done any type of stabilization endurance for a bench press, you're not working the other three muscle groups, which I named off before. So you got your agonist, which is your prime mover. So again, in that in that motion, you're talking about your your pecs, right? But you need to work the the antagonist, which are the opposite of your agonist. Okay, you need to work your synergist. You need to work your fixator, right? So working on that stabilization endurance. Uh, brings all of those up together. It's like getting your stats again on a game character. You bring in mm-hmm. all your stats up at one time versus having, you know, an attack heavy character that can't take a hit, right? You don't want to be that person that can't take a hit. You want to be that person that has um, pretty good, you know, pretty good attack, pretty good defense, pretty good special stats, all of the above, right? And that's what doing that stabilization endurance does before you start doing all these other forms of exercise. Um, it, it brings all of your muscles up together. Yeah, right. That's glass cannon. You can't take a hit. Although in video games, you can be a glass cannon. You can. I'm, I'm a glass. Look, I'm not about to get hit. I'm about to kill you as fast as possible. I mean, <laughs> you can. So I mean, uh, there are people out there, right? Like they're like, no, like they. Yeah. 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 They can go, but then them dudes just can't fight because they got no flexibility. Exactly. <laughs> don't let them wrestle you. But right. uh, usually, they I thought this like or, or speed or agility. You know what I mean? Like right. it don't you know good to be big and you can't move. I mean, let's talk about it. Or you can just live one of these Second Amendment states. <laughs> no, do not do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. But yes, no, yes, you want to be balanced. Yes. I think I'm good. You good on that? All right, boom, lock and loaded. All right.
Are you ready for this finance section? I am ready for the finance section. Before we get there, though, which one is this? Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to pull that one. This was like, tell me feel. All right, whatever. Are you <laughs> you ready? Fitness section over. Now okay. we're on to the finance segment. Let's get it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. I mean, look. Hey, first of like all, that we downloaded that from the same place we got all the other soundboard effects. So hopefully, we should be able to do that every time. I mean, if not, then somebody lied. But yeah. It's okay. We and okay. then we're trying to find Jordan one, but we couldn't find like a fitness theme one. So maybe we'll combine some ones. Coming soon. We'll yeah, work we're gonna try to find him one. Uh, but, <laughs> all right. Money intro. We got a money theme song, so you guys know exactly when we're starting the money segment. So finances. Okay. Here we go. We didn't have we didn't have any um. Uh, fitness questions yes. from that's I wanted to say that real quick finances and fitness for whatever reason people are, I said this before but people are more likely to post their fitness journey than they are to post their financial journey however people are more likely to ask questions about finances than they are about fitness that is something I think we are experiencing right now because more yes. people pe- pe- more people instead of asking me Right, they'll, Jordan will post some of our content instead of asking me about finances. They'll ask him to ask me, or they'll go to they'll go to his go to his wife to ask me, and it's just like just just ask me. I mean, just, plug his his ad name is yeah. side nine <laughs> underscore Corey. It's like I mean, I'm gonna ask him. I mean, right, yeah, we're I mean, here every week. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I, let's be clear. We're not saying that because I'm mine because I don't. But at yeah. the same time, it's like I mean, Jordan's. Gonna, to, I mean, just just wasting your time. Right. I mean, go to the source. You know what yeah. I mean? Because guess what I'm gonna do? Yeah. I'm gonna go to the source. Yeah. Now, also, like T Pain posted where your Instagram DMs. You know that 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 um. The section where you don't see people who you're not following and puts them there. It's like a primary general, another one. That, you know, if I don't get back to you in time, that might be the reason because I don't, you know, that's the hidden section. So then you could ask them if you know them personally, then, you know, I might have missed them. But I mean, again, if you if you reach out to me, I, I will respond. I mean, the com- as y'all can see, the comments section on YouTube, my Instagram post is not deep. So, <laughs> so your notification will be uh, popping up at the top. But yeah, we didn't have any fitness questions, so be sure to give us those if you have any. But we did get one finance question, and like we said, the guest asked questions, or excuse me, the listener questions will be first. So this is a question from one of our listeners for finances. Look, shout out to you, because this is a really yeah, good question. question. Um, okay, so this specific listener wanted to know, um, so we, we do live in a world where you're constantly bombarded by advertisements and sales, and some, somebody's always trying to get you to, to buy something. So that being said, um, how do you get on the internet when someone's always trying to sell you something and still be determined to meet your your savings goals? Especially that's the yeah. that's the that's, that's the, the first part of the question. Yeah, um, yeah, and then the the second part is especially when you're living paycheck to paycheck, um, and it's it's been normalized for that that to happen, um, which which is an ugly word, but. <laughs> yeah. um, and this person would also like tips on how to navigate this world. And also worry about uh, canceling subscriptions and digging into privacy settings on how to adjust your social media to prevent this. Right. Yeah. This. I mean, this That's is like an ABC. She hit you yeah, with a VCR. She did. Yes. Shout out to she, her. She's very smart. Um, so let me answer this. You know, one one question at a time. How to save when you're always being sold to? Well, here we go. 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 Which one of these is for the freaking soundboard? 
Oh, it's the freaking nuke. We don't have a technical nuke on there. Take it, guys. Take it, guys. Take it. But, um, okay, guys, this is what you need to do. If you're always being sold to, you would need to do what? Recognize how you're being sold to. How are most of us being sold to? The internet. And exactly what median on the internet, right? Median media. Social media. What's the main one? Instagram. You would need to decrease how much time you were spending on Instagram. Now, I can transition this to the last part your privacy settings it wouldn't actually you can do it on social media especially if you have an i can't speak for android but i apple i don't think they have it out yet but they are working on making it so that they can't market to you as well or you have to give your more permissions for them to give you more you know it, um i don't know exactly what's called but more explicit uh marketing so like when you go let's say you go to nike and then now you get on instagram and now you have a nike sponsor thing right I think Apple, I believe, is making it so you would have to okay, you know, Facebook, technically in this case, the parent company of Instagram, to okay them to have that information on you. So you can do that first. You can obviously go in your, your settings and work on that. Unfortunately, you know, don't accept the cookies yeah. on websites. <laughs> I was just about <laughs> to jump in there. So we can get a computer, our computer side things. Right. So I don't know if y'all know what we do, but we do this. So <laughs> <laughs> um, cookies are basically... Um, Temporary internet settings or history that keep that basically keep track of your, like your browsing history as well as other little um, details of when you when you browse yeah. things. It's right? technically cookie crumbs, but obviously cookies are shorter. But it's like crumbs of cookies, little you know, right. of cookie crumbs. It's, it's I mean, for the technical term, it's metadata, right? Yep. It's, it's the the and metadata is data referencing data. <laughs> um, and what that means again, it's, it's your browsing history, it's things that you look at when you're when you're on your phone. And what happens is these companies get access to this through your devices or whatever you're using to browse and a lot of the time if you allow if there if there are applications and you allow them permissions to all these things they have the ability to look through your cookies or your, your cookie crumbs in this case um and sell you things based off of the data that they find in there so let's yeah. say you're you know you were just on amazon and you're searching uh <laughs> <Anything>. shampoo or, <laughs> you know shampoo and conditioner and you get back on instagram you know 30 seconds later, you see an ad for shampoo and conditioner. It's more That's than likely why. because they looked through your, your, your cookies, you know what I mean? Or they, they found some form of metadata, you know, whether it was in your cookies or not, that, uh, that showed them that, hey, this person has looked up shampoo and conditioner 10 times in the past three days. Maybe we should show them some ads about that. Exactly. So that is how that works. Um, from a technology perspective, right now, how to resist that Corey's going to plug you in. Right. I mean, I, again, the D word, not the, well, Discipline. I mean, again, if you're an adult, which hopefully you are listening to this, so we're not going to get in trouble. Uh, this is Mark Explicit and on YouTube, not for children. Right. But for, <laughs> let me get all the, my legal spiel in there. But, you know, you have to be disciplined. Again, like I said, the first thing recommend is team. Second thing, mental makeup. If you're, and I think, again, I don't have an Android, but Apple has this. It'll let you know, you know, they came out this maybe two updates ago, big ones. But the weekly summary of how much you're using things. I don't, I don't do this, but I know you can set those things up. There are many apps out there that'll let you know how much you're using particular applications, obviously social media based, so that you get off of them. That's what you need to do. You need to grow up, be an adult, be more disciplined. If you're on social media, I mean, the easiest way to tell is how, how much progress are you making in your life? If you're not making a lot of progress, you need to get off social media. Now, obviously, you know, hypocrite, please get on social media and look at our stuff. Yes, our right? specifically. Yeah, however, though, we do have the podcast, though. Like, we don't want your cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> no, that's the wrong button. Is that the wrong one? Oh, no, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I mean, 
you, you just gotta gotta be more disciplined. So you know, if your life isn't going the direction you want to go, that's likely because you're on social media too much. So you need to get off of social media. Obviously, like I said, you can watch our stuff, but we do have the podcast, right? I mean, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. So you know, you can. You, that's not social media. You can listen to us there. Um, if for those of you talking about subscriptions, I wouldn't recommend paying for YouTube subscriptions. Mm-hmm. But if you do pay for, I don't know, what it's called YouTube subscriptions. But if you pay for, for YouTube Plus, whatever, right. you can watch videos when you log out of the application. You can still hear them so that you know you won't you, know, you can do other stuff just like the podcast and i'm saying that because on youtube we do post you know shorter clips of, of segments so you don't have to watch the full podcast to get information quicker and a lot of time with those paid uh subscription services all they do is get rid of the ads y'all don't like ads y'all be all right i mean you know. <laughs> yeah it's like no we're talking about limiting those so yeah you don't like ads yeah. but i'm saying to say from a save money perspective an ad won't kill you just don't watch it yeah. don't listen to it don't buy right yeah. but, so that that's one way this is working how to save will be sold too and how you know subscriptions play in and how your privacy settings on social media but the real way you know discipline all right Corey, something else again here we go the first financial thing i recommend is the budget the budget this is and this is again i have studied well how much have i studied i don't know but i've looked at many different things and the reason the budget is the foundation is because whenever a problem comes up it can immediately be solved with the budget, mm-hmm. maybe not be solved, but you can get you can get the answer. Should I say maybe not be? You might not like the you might not like the solution. You have a higher situation yeah. awareness. Yeah, you might want to save a thousand dollars, you know, in and you know a week, and you can't. So that's that's not the right answer. But you know, you'll know, right? You'll get the information right away. And that's just what I've, I've always heard. It's just like, do you have a budget? Because that your budget, the budget that I recommend people. Let me yeah, okay, let me clarify that. I do use every dollar, right? And I use men as well. But the budget I recommend people doing is the budget that I have on my link tree. It's called the budget template. That will put not just all your expenses on there. And this isn't where you're tra- you can track your transactions here if you want to. It's a Google document. So good luck with that. But you will have not just your all of your expenses on there, but you will have them prioritize and categorize. So when I say your financial house, again, grocery bill, shelter, utilities, and then your rental mortgage, clothing, uh, transportation, show insurance, gas, and a car payment, you have it. And then um, insurance, right? So this is technically life insurance. So most of you are paying for medical, dental, vision, you know, through your job. I gotta find a faster way to say that. I would say financial house, y'all should know by now. Anyways, <laughs> trying to be respectful to the new listeners. But you would have your not you wouldn't have your financial house just listed with all your bills. It would be in a separate section because you need to have all your necessities in one spot. And then so we'll take your income minus your outgo, which in this case would be your financial house or just your necessities and your debt payments, obviously if you have them, and you're gonna have a certain amount of money left over okay and then you're going to determine what you want to do with that leftover amount or budget it or be disciplined with how you're managing your finances so that's going to help you save when you're being sold to i again i don't understand this don't spend money on something that you have not budgeted for that is literally the answer to save when you're always being sold to i have not budgeted for this therefore i not am not i can't that's the mindset you gotta say you can't spend money on it now Emergencies are different, but we're talking about obviously, you know, lifestyle type things, right? Things that are being marketed to you that you don't need. Essentially, in this case, not financial therapy, but this is a retail retail therapy question. I don't, again, more advanced stuff. You don't make any sense. You're an adult. You're in your late 20s, 30s. You get on a budget and say, I'm going to spend my $4,000, literally all $4,000, like $4,000 and zero cents on X amount of things. And if something comes up, 
that is more than you you have the money budgeted for, then you cannot buy it by definition. Now we get into debt. Always remember with credit card debt, you should never have a balance at the end of the month. That's again, all the debt type of stuff, people who are pro credit, using credit cards, you, they're also anti having a balance over it. So by definition, they're saying you can't, you have to budget the money you're gonna put on the credit card. That's, that's, that's why I say just don't use it, because then it's just like now, now, now your mental makeup, you gotta have all these things in place. And again, most of y'all credit scores is trash anyway. So I, that's what I understand using it. But yeah, that's what you, again, if you were on a budget, you, it don't matter what's being sold to you. Cause you either you did it because again, like I said, we don't shop, we make purchases. I, ain't nothing being sold to me. I'm, I'm I've already budgeted to make this. I've already I've already come here with the budget saying I'm about to spend you know X amount of dollars on this. And if it's more than it, depending obviously on what it is, I might reorganize my budget right based off of discretionary income that you have, right? Cash flow to bump up that budget. I'm gonna say it's gonna be 120 for a TV, and it's not being on sale, so it's 200 dollars. If you got the 80 dollars. Right then, boom, go ahead, you know, and redistribute that money. But if you don't have the $80 or you just, you decided to budget only 120, you can either get another TV or not get a TV at all. But don't say, well, you know, how I'm being sold this. No, you're on a budget. You're on a budget. You're on a budget. So. You, you want them to be an adult, Corey? Most of them are like. No! <laughs> <laughs> I can see you waiting to jump in. I was like, no. I was like, yeah, sister, no, you must be. <laughs> Working, Michael Scott. Oh man, shout out! Is to the Office the greatest office. show ever? It might be. It Is might that? Be. The, I mean, because I know I I mean, people. Don't, yeah, when Steve Carroll left, like people didn't like that. But you know, the Prime Office. I think I, you know, people. <laughs> what? What is? What is this one from? This is when Toby came. Yes. <laughs> He was on. I think he was to leave or transfer or something, and he still came back. <laughs> Such a great episode! Oh my lord, my lord, my lord. Okay, but yes, you you were budget. So that's how. I mean, that is literally the answer to how to save when you're always being sold to. And yes, I understand, especially now with the internet, we live in a world where the the internet just always has something on there for you, like we were talking about uh, with the cookies, right? That you know they're just. You, they're perfectly marketing to you because they they literally they literally know what what you what you be looking at right frequency. Oh, I mean Jordan, I know, but the the way the data analytics are set up, that y'all that's why they they, they literally they, they literally they, got you like down. I mean, like to the there. They're the wall, not, Look, yeah, they got and they also have the location on. There. I mean, we gonna hold on. Are we got so okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna give ten second interjections. Yeah. So again, we usually don't flex credentials, but this is coming from somebody with a master's in cybersecurity technology. So I'm about to tell you how to restrict your social media settings. Okay, this is what you do. So the first thing is when the app comes up and you download it and they ask you for your permissions, it's okay to say you know and look take the ten seconds that it takes to look through those uh, app permission settings and see which ones you actually want on. Most of us, because we're so pressed for time or just don't feel like reading, will hit accept all, and that's when they get into your cookies. Half of the things that you need to actually run the app are not necessary in the accept all settings. So that being said, take the 10 <laughs> seconds when you, I know, people are like, read, what? That's crazy. Yeah, I know, you gotta do it, okay? It sucks, but you need to set the app up the right way so yeah. when you install it, that it, they don't need to look at all your stuff. You only need, I mean, you, you don't need 
all those things selected. Okay, right. be more restricted, restrictive, and then enable them as necessary as right. you're using the app. Then you can even pick the frequency in which they're allowed to use those settings, right? So you can have them turned on. So only when the app is in use, they're allowed to use your microphone. Only when the app is in use, they're allowed to use your camera. Only when the app is in use, are they allowed to look at your history? Or you might never want them to look at your history, and that's fine. Because why do they need to do that? Exactly. Is, there, uh, yeah. is there an answer? Why do they need to look at your <laughs> no, history? Yeah, you can set up the apps to where they have a basic amount of permissions they need to run the app. And then you can just, obviously, if you don't enable those and they'll let you know that then we can't, the app is not going to be able to work on your phone, then you have to make that decision on whether or not you want whatever X, um, you know, whatever else is needed Great. to run the app. But um, most, yes, you can do that. Most apps do that in real time. Yeah, real time, yes, right then and there. And so then you'll also, click a button and they'll yeah. tell you like, hey, you <laughs> you want to go live? You need to turn your camera on. And you yeah. be like, nah. And then it's like, well, you can't go live. So yeah. that's okay. <laughs> South, South, Park had a, South Park had an episode on this called Human Cytopad. And they just like, agree to everything and then they agreed to be I mean I remember the movies I think it was called human centipede but they you know putting people's uh, butts in people's heads to make a human centipede and then so in this one it was human centipede and so they taped I think it was Cartman was when it did it and so he was in the front so therefore you know, people was pushed into him but so they put an iPad on front of this <laughs> <laughs> that's just to show you know the things you agree to you don't read them I don't know that terms and conditions nah I ain't got time I mean you, well, can't, you can't use the app if you don't agree to that so you you know you definitely have to agree to those I'll be honest it depends on what kind of person you are because I mean some of these things yeah, like some, agree, yeah it depends again it depends. I'm about to give y'all another cyber security tidbit right here most of y'all don't know that are you I'm, giving up everything oh am I no am no I? no I'm saying when you um, sign that stuff I was yeah. saying wait, most of y'all don't know that your Alexa is allowed to record you and anything you say even when it's not listening, is allowed to be used in the court in the state of law. Like you, you, yeah, you, that's, that's in the terms of conditions. I guarantee y'all get it. So I mean, and if Bezos, you're out here he's on the uh, I think he's on the Pentagon board too. I mean, so if you're out here committing crimes and you're talking around it around your Echo Dot, I mean, yeah, Drewski, they're in Atlanta. Don't be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be surprised if it pops yeah. up on a court document because it's in the terms and conditions that you probably didn't read when you hit OK. I mean, yes, yes, yes. So that being said, I'm not telling you that you need to read every one, but just be aware that when you, you know, you hit OK, you agree to it. Even if it's a product, if it's an application, some type of technology, it's on there. OK. Yeah. And then it's also talking about living paycheck to paycheck and how that's normalized. So, yes, it is. Well, let me say it again, but this is this is the issue It's pay, living paycheck to paycheck is not normalized. What you internalize has normalized it for you. Oh, my God. I get two things at the same time. Hey. Boom. Boom. That's supposed to be that's the wrong one, ain't it? Yeah, we gotta get the explosion. Who knows? That's supposed to be that's supposed to be the funk flex bomb, but y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all have internalized the paycheck the paycheck lifestyle, which has normalized it for you. If you if you listen to us mainly as what you're internalizing, we don't normalize living paycheck to paycheck on here. Some people don't like what we normalize, but it's to make as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. so, so, again, for those of you who are, what if you if you anti quote unquote the one percent, but you also also want to tax the one percent so people aren't in poverty? Where what point exactly are you trying to get those people to poverty? To? <laughs> now, obviously, most people talk about this stuff don't got no money anyway. Let alone they don't pay no taxes. Let me say this. This is my personal opinion. If you're not in the 24% tax bracket or higher, I don't believe you should have an opinion on taxes. You don't pay, you don't pay, you don't, you don't pay enough. <laughs> you you don't pay enough. Tell us how you really feel. You don't pay enough. You don't pay enough. I mean, 
let me say this. Most people, again, 60 to 70%, I mean, 60, $70,000 is the median household income. And at most, most families are married. That's the 12% tax bracket. I go over 12 the tax brackets. I have it on my Instagram um, for real, but I'll go over them when we do investment. Corey. Yeah, at Sideline Corey, I have that on there going over the tax brackets for short-term and long-term capital gains. But most people are in the 12% tax bracket and most people are married you know, for the median or average. So the 12% tax bracket is from $20,000 to $80,000. So, like, so 12% of 60000 how much is that? Seventy-two hundred. Six hundred twelve. You're paying seventy-two hundred dollars in federal taxes. What are you? What are you talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> that's not. That's change. No. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, and we live in progressive taxes in any way, so everyone pays the same amount of taxes as it goes through. And again, y'all be wanting more. First off, most most of y'all want a refund anyway. Whatever. So you don't want. Again, this is this is what I, this is the when I when I learned this. If y'all want, you know, these government programs, right, that provide these subsidies to people who are in terrible financial situations, you know, you can just give the government money. Just, just give, just give them money. Then, it's since since you want, I mean, you want the taxes out. Just give them. You can give them more money. Like that's the one thing with taxes. There is there is a penalty for owing too much in taxes. You can, I mean, you can get, you know, you owe a certain amount, but you can end up owing so much to where you get a penalty just because you owe. You end up owing so much. However, there is no penalty for getting too much of a refund. So you can send the government essentially your entire paycheck for the year. Then they'll just, you know, send the difference back in your refund. No penalty though. <laughs> There's no penalty for giving them too much money. But again, like I said. You can just give them money, not like not talking about the refund it back because you gave them too much. You can just send our government money if you're in the United States of America. Just, just do it then for those of y'all who want these people to have all this money. But then again, because you're not paying no taxes anyway. Like you don't pay no taxes and you get a refund. Hell is y'all talking about? Mm-hmm. That's that's why I said you know how to I'll do the tax brackets real quick. It's 10 to it's 10, 12, 22, 32, 10, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, 37. Those are the tax actual uh, percentages for each of the ranges. So there's seven of those. If you're single, zero to 10,000, 10,000 to 40,000, 40 to 85, 85 to 160. I'll stop right there because then now we get to like 160 to things like 208 and 208 to like five and some change and then five and up, 500K and up. Then for Mary, that essentially just doubles for all of them but the last ones. So zero to what? Does anybody listen to make more than 160? <laughs> no, most people, no, I think. For well, this, this is household income. I was talking about taxes. So, nah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Of, a lot of I think it's about thirty percent of households make over hundred k. But again, they're still in the twenty two percent tax bracket because for married, it's double. So for ten percent, it's zero to twenty. Okay, you're paying ten percent on the first twenty thousand dollars. Then the twelve percent tax bracket is twenty thousand to eighty thousand dollars. A lot of people are there. Then the twenty two percent tax bracket. Excuse me, eighty-five thousand dollars. Twenty-two percent tax bracket is eighty-five thousand dollars to a buck seventy. Most most people are not making over a buck seventy, and that's the twenty-two percent tax bracket. So, like I said, then the twenty-four percent tax bracket is like a buck seventy to three thirteen or something like that. Some change, it's like three twenty-three, and some change. That's the twenty. That's the twenty-four percent tax bracket if you're married. So I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like if you're not paying no taxes, then from my standpoint, how much do I pay in taxes? From my standpoint, it's just like you you're not putting no money into the pot now. I am pro taxation, you know, without representation, you know, so you should get, you know, since you are paying taxes, you do get the vote on these things. However, 
the, we all get one vote, but at the end of the day, if you're not putting no money in the pot, even though our votes are equal, don't act like I sound insane. When I'm, when I'm, you, you not, none of your money is in this pot. We each get one vote on what we can do with it, <laughs> right? So that's equal, but it's like you're not. Uh, so yeah, I don't even know why I talked about that. That was just in my head. But that oh, that goes to the what you're internalizing. See you know, again, yeah, bring the, it back. It's, bring yeah, it back. There we go. that's why I said it. Yeah, that's the that's the mindset. So it's truly not what think what's normalized because obviously. Again, it actually it is normalized in the black community. What you need to start doing is studying the, I, for whatever reason, we can't say this word on YouTube, but you know the people that got mistreated during World War II. You got to study that community because I learned uh, um, E.T., the hip hop preacher, Eric Thomas, he had this. He said that he was in California and it was like a, a six or seven graders. He was wondering why they were going to the bank. Well, in that community, when you turn 13, what do you do? You become an adult, but you get a whole bunch of money. So you need to... Like that, I mean, it's just again the mindset. So what you're internalizing is what you normalize. So if you're not ingesting and properly digesting, so learning from it, you're right, taking out all the proper nutrients from it. Mm-hmm. How to actually manage your finances properly? Then yeah, it makes sense that you think the paycheck to paycheck lifestyle is normalized. But it's not. You're just in an environment, right? You're a product of your environment. You know, you you are. Wait, speak what you speak what you seek until you see what you say. I forgot exactly what that quote is. I have to get that, but um. Yeah, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you probably aren't budgeting. Again, canceling subscriptions. This is what you need to pay for to figure out if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Necessities, debt, and that's it. If you're still living paycheck to paycheck then, then you are living paycheck to paycheck. However, if you have all these subscriptions, you're going out to eat, etc., is in your budget, you're living paycheck to paycheck, then you're not. You are literally choosing to live paycheck to paycheck. Again, being an adult, a lot of you, you know, want to live 150K lifestyle and only make 50K. I don't know what to tell you about that. I I don't know. Oh, shit. Here we go again. (laughs) Word to CJA, greatest video game ever. But, uh, I know that's what, what? You're talking about, uh, what did you just say? Yes, San Andreas, man. I mean, best grand devoto. Anyways, so, um, yeah, that's what you do if you're living paycheck to paycheck in this you know environment, how much is normalized. You would, again, get on a budget. Listen to us. I have on my Instagram one of the little highlights about you know the financial house and what you need to budget for. Like I said, I'll do it. You know, grocery bill, shelter. Subscriptions are not yeah, budget. They're not in there. I we think, think Disney exactly. Plus is mandatory. Yeah. It is not. Yeah, we, I mean, okay. we have we have two budgeting episodes. The, the, fir- the first episode of the month that's released of the month is a budgeting-based episode. So it's like you just got to put yourself um, in the environment where you're actually learning how to not just stabilize your finances, but actually have wealth and then not actually have wealth, have actually generational wealth. Because most people are actually only talking about wealth, but... As I always say, tease it. I'm saving that for a generational wealth conversation. But things get a lot different when you can change your mindset. When you start thinking about generational wealth and how to truly build that, you will get out of the normalization of living paycheck to paycheck. And then there's a tip to oh, can- canceling subscriptions. A tip, I mean, one, hopefully you don't have a lot. Uh, you would need to, I mean, again, back, this, back to the budget. <laughs> you would budget out, you know, how many subscriptions you have. If you want to, again, some people might have so many. They might be on, I mean, if you don't need them, I would say cancel all your credit card. No, don't cancel them. Excuse me. Say you lost them. Say you lost your credit card, so you get a new number, so then the subscriptions will automatically get canceled. You can't. I right? mean, jumping in from a tech perspective, right? Mm-hmm. What you got to do from some of your subscriptions is see how much of the content over overlays from one another right mm-hmm. so a lot of the the content is available across multiple uh, subscription 
services, right? So there are some things on Netflix that are on Amazon. There's some things that are on Amazon that may be on HBO. You know yeah, what I mean? Pick so one. Pick one. You don't you don't need all three, right? Right, 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 right. You know, get one if you've got the whole family, you, you you got kids, right? Get 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 one for the kids, get one for you and you know, you and hubby, and that's that's it. Oh hold on, let me be clear. That's assuming you have no debt and you have an emergency fund saved. Yeah. That's the issue. Do not have Disney Plus and you're struggling to feed your children. Yeah. First off no one is going to look at all of the videos and movies that there are available. You're but not. if you you do not do not buy no one should buy Disney Plus for their children because children, how many movies did you watch? You only watched two. That's what just, <laughs> just buy them. Like they're literally not going to watch them all. So from that standpoint, you shouldn't be like I got to have Disney Plus for my kids. No, wow. this is why you're struggling financially. This is back to normalization. See, you're in an echo chamber where everyone you're with, everything you're seeing is just making all these poor financial decisions, getting poor. But, double meaning there your mindset but actually bad decisions that's the actual issue but no you don't need i would look outside of feeding them kids and clothing them look i mean you're already paying for the electrical bill for yourself and water so they're getting that off, off bus but you know you clothe them and you put um food in their tummy that's it also again like i said before they if you struggle financially they don't need to have no j's i mean you know just i mean and then ass- assuming that you have everything that Corey just said in place <laughs> i mean i don't know if we're allowed to tell you this but i mean subscriptions have profiles which means, I mean, uh, you know, they've been. I think they've been tightening down on those. Though I'm just, I'm just saying. They uh, got, yeah, yeah, most yeah. subscriptions have more than one profile. I mean, a profile is usually a one to one per person. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna leave it at that, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but they they were not to cancel subscriptions that no longer serve you. First, what what none of the subscriptions actually serve you because I mean they're all wants and yeah, most of them aren't. Yeah, wants aren't supposed to serve you, but I mean you don't need Hulu. And Netflix, most people get does does on Amazon come with Amazon Prime? Started getting like two for one, right? Yes, right. So that most people have Amazon. Started get that's saying you just be good there. And again, Prime Video. I'll get to this when we get to investing. But a lot of y'all have FOMO. I say this all the time. People don't believe me. I don't watch TV no more. I I literally don't. I don't have the time to. But it's like you don't. You're trying to watch every every show. And then y'all be binge watching right the 12 hours. Now, I used to do that, Power, Game of Thrones. I caught all of that. But, you know, after that, those are the last shows I watched. And those was on, you know, Showtime and um, HBO. So, I mean, I stars and HBO. But, you know, I, you know, what, other than that, I don't, I don't watch any Netflix or anything like that. So, the subscriptions that serve you, none of them probably do serve you. But if you want to figure it out, like, I mean, don't have Apple and Tidal. You, you don't need you both. Don't, don't have, but I mean, that, that's probably, it's like, you don't need Netflix and who, like, you're going to have them. You need to pick one. Exactly. You, do, you, know, you can't. One you can't watch. I, mean, I guess you can. You can watch both at the same time because we have applications now. But why would you? Yeah, but think about it like having you know two cars, right? I mean, you, you can't drive them both at the same time. Now, obviously, you could have a truck, right? And you can have you know a sports car. But at the end of the day, like, bruh, get the, the, the family size sedan, <laughs> so you get the, the you know, bumped up towing capacity and the gas mileage. But yeah, that's if you want to cancel subscriptions, you would you know go through your bank account. The, the quickest thing to do to make sure is you know take all your cars, say you lost them, so you get a new car that'll automatically it won't it won't cancel them, but they won't be able to take the money out anymore, and it will end up canceling them likely, and you end up getting canceled that way. Gotta be careful with that though; you don't get collections. But so I know some people you have so many cars, or you like you just have this one car that this one subscription is charged on once a year, then it pops up. So I mean, again, back to your bad financial decisions, you are reaping the compound interest of those bad decisions here. But uh, yeah, you would you know get all your statements. 
You might be able to, I don't know if it'll be on there, but your annual credit report, I don't know if it's still up there. During the pandemic, they made it so that Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, you can get one free credit report for them a year. The pandemic, they made it so you can get unlimited. They went from one to unlimited. I mean, goodness gracious. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's still going on. It was clear, it was clear as day. I think it's annualcreditreport.com. It was clear as day on the website that it was unlimited. So it should hopefully still be up there that they are. But you can look at your credit report and see if they pop up on there. I'm not sure exactly what they are. I mean, you look at your credit report when you get back, right? Not good, so I haven't. Anyways, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I've seen those in a while. Well, I, how do I know that? I went on there, you know, getting for my you know financial research, so I so I can tell you this. I went on there so I could give you this information, so I can give you this information. But yeah, a lot of people know that with banking, either you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to go to the bank a lot unless you get paper checks or like cash. You're not supposed to go to the bank like at all, at all. Unless you're getting checks for your paychecks, or you're getting cash, you're getting cash, you're like your cash. You can order checks online. I just did. Yeah. No, I'm talking about you're getting paper. You're getting paper. Oh, check, well, check, deposit. Check, check, yeah, you. deposit them. Yeah, the cash now. Get a new oh, job. Other than that, yeah. Everybody does direct deposit now. Yeah. As Jordan being a personal trainer now, as someone who was a teller, so I process more transactions. You know, pro people who process the most <laughs> transactions. I'm trying to tell you the people who are at the bank a lot are people who you know get paychecks when they get paid. There are people who like cash a lot. Obviously, I'm talking about the newer generation. Obviously, old you know, old heads are still in there because that's what they're used to. But then people are there a lot. People whose finances are out of order. <laughs> People's finances, like people probably not personal. I'll do this one day. Go more into financing. But personal checks. You know how good how long personal checks are good for? I don't. Six months from the date they're written for. Oh wow. Okay. Well, it's six months slash 180 days. Some checks say 180 days, and obviously 180 days is different than six months because right. you got you know February and there it's got two less sometimes one and then you got you know like now we're about to go to july and obviously have an extra so you got to be careful with that then insurance checks are good for a year okay this is if it's um stated on there but it's not they can stay they, they can stay on the check what it's like um what it is personal checks you can't personal checks are good for six months but yeah people come in they're like yo this check clear when you write it three four months ago look that 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 person has six months to redeem the check, and then that check comes out of your likely your checking account. So you gotta have that money there for six months, or else the check is gonna bounce. And bouncing would be technically you know overdrafting the funds out there, insufficient insufficient funds, which most people know a lot about. Y'all hate them fees, be trying to get them back back to taxes. You don't want to get your insufficient fund fees back because the bank writes those off, and then we have to pay them in taxes. So the bank, when the bank gives you that feedback, that twenty five dollars for overdraft fee, they write that. Off in their taxes, and then so that gets deducted. But we still got whatever tax bill we have as United States, and then so the you know, the business isn't paying that. You know, the top you know big companies. I'm not gonna mention one, so I don't want to get in trouble. Mm. But you know, then we end up paying that on our end. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, y'all even. <laughs> Y'all, y'all want your insufficient fund fee, and then you be mad when you owe taxes. And it's like, well, that's that because you got them fees back. <laughs> but uh, it, it don't obviously it doesn't total up that much. You know, the whole big picture of it. But yeah, that's what you do for your subscriptions to um, to bring it back in. You will, you know, go through your bank account. You should be able to get six months of history from your bank. Usually, you know, guaranteed. It can be more, obviously, depending on the financial institution. However, if to get more than six months, you usually might have to either pay for it or, obviously, unfortunately, court subpoena. You know, they'll give they'll give it to you for free for then. But usually, you can get back, uh, you know, up to six months. But you know, I mean, again, if you're on a budget, you, know, you should be able to. You know, withstand if you don't have everything, you know, a random credit card that something pops up on, you should be able to pay that slash, you know, depending on if they give you the money back, but you know, pay it that one time and then cancel it after that. You know, that's how uh, I don't have PlayStation Network no more, but 
you know, that it, it just I was like, what is what's sixty dollars? I was like, why is this money on my credit card? You know, once a year, and I was like, oh, it's my PlayStation, uh, you know, subscription. So um, yeah, you know, you you would cancel those things. Um, again, if you need help, you would you can reach out to me. Like I said, it's more general advice, but I can work more in depth with you and go through your bank account and you know actually see when things are popping up. Yeah, yeah. So, from a budget section, you can also have an an, an annual subscription section. Like oh yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, you can have. Yeah, yeah. This right. is if you're canceling them, but yeah, you can right. budget for these. Gotcha. Yeah, for your annual. Yeah, that's what. You can, okay. Yeah. I was I was gonna say yeah. yeah. You have an annual an annual subscription section, and then you just do um, what that that cost is. So what I do is I, I put these uh, subscriptions that we have. Again, this is after we do what's necessary in our budget, right? So this is with my discretionary income. Um, I, I I put the subscriptions in the annual subscription section, I add up what that total cost is and divide it by 12, and that is the monthly contribution I make to the account in which all the subscriptions are then subtracted out of, yeah. right? Debited out of, yes. That's the financial term. Remember, debit, debit is when the money comes out to your account and a credit and when the money is given to your account. However, credit is something also different and the financial term, <laughs> oh, like I said, they didn't try on those. But, yep, that's, again, as he said, budget. Budget, I mean, I, I don't know, Drink water, budget. I, no. I, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, if you are having financial troubles and you don't want to spend money to figure it out, I have a free budget. There are free apps. I mean, again, you. I mean, I give it here. I mean, there's so much free information, and you just need to get on a budget. I'll just do it real quick. Right, I, I made it today. Uh, a real for today. Write down how much money you make, and just make sure your expenses are less than that. Boom. I have now made sure you have money. I, I, I just. I don't know how you want to spend more money than you make. When obviously living paycheck to paycheck is you're like right there. But again, if you have non-necessities in your budget, you live in paycheck to paycheck, then you should, if you don't want to live paycheck to paycheck anymore, again, being adult, logic, discipline, then cut out the non-necessities. But that goes back to FOMO, right? What's your internalizing that has normalized that lifestyle for you? Again, the reason none of y'all are paying off debt because one of you wants to pay it off, but everyone else in the group wants to go on vacation. That's why I laugh at y'all and see you're all broke. Whatever. Yep. You shouldn't have been talking shit. <laughs> That's it for that one. Did you have anything else? <laughs> no, that was, that was good. I hope that answered your it question. It just is what it is, yes. man. I mean, look, as the years go on, well, we don't have the time. I mean, I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be unfortunate because, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put the work in now. That's yeah. all I can tell you. All right. Next okay. question. What's the next question? I think you did that. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the next question soundboard. See, I'm going to hear Corey do that again. Okay. <laughs> uh, what should be prioritized when deciding discretionary income purchases? Um, this includes necessities, investments, vacations, um, different asset classes. When, when you're, I guess when you're deciding what should you spend your, your extra income on, what, what gets placed at the top? Yeah, how do you prioritize your discretionary income? Right. Is this your question? Yes. I'm not going to flame you up on how you spell necessities. That, yeah. That's not it. Those <laughs> <laughs> who don't know Jordan can't spell. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me just say it because they probably don't want to know. Look, you know how you make the apostrophe S at the end of things for plural? That's what Jordan did for necessities. Listen. <laughs> I I'm looking at this like, these are spelled. What the hell is necessities? Right. I'm thinking like I need you to tell me what that is. <laughs> no, okay, here we go. I guess you haven't been listening enough. Your discretion, nah. Did you actually get into it? Your discretionary income wouldn't be spent on your necessities. Okay. Your discretionary income is what's after, like it is after your necessities. So 
I, okay, so let me elaborate more. When I, when I said necessities, I meant things outside of your, your financial house um, that would then... You, so like, okay. You're talking about like a, a home emergency or something like that? Or Correct. a car pops up, something Correct. like that? Correct. Ah, okay. I'll give you that. Oh, so that, that would be verse. But you wouldn't... It, it depends on what it is. Everybody's situation. I guess I used the wrong term. It should be yeah, necessities. That, well, you used you use it. You made up a word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So from that, let's... This was like I, I'm not anti sinking funds. I'm just pro cash flow over boy. I'm just pro cash flow <laughs> <laughs> the bars. I'm just pro. I rank cash flow over sinking funds. Okay. So I know this is what you do, right? You put a certain amount of money away a month for you know car, you know oil chains, things of that nature. Right. Whereas I, I just pay for it as it comes up. Gotcha. That's cash flow out of my discretionary income. So we you we do the exact same thing, right? Right. It's just the method. And so I say, it did, however you want to do it, that's up to you, right? So you're more comfortable doing it that way. I'm think, more comfortable doing it. And again, this might come back to my mental makeup, but I yeah. Think it oh just, no, yeah. This, this yeah. Oh yeah. You, just, you and thankfully you and your wife, y'all both like money in the bank account, which is great because most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> most people most people want it in there, but y'all y'all have always had money even before y'all started locking in. Y'all y'all had tens of thousand dollars there. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, we have you know hundred k in debt, but we got we got you know we got money in the bank. <laughs> Which is good because most people don't. They got the debt without the money, the savings account. Gotcha. So yes, that's definitely your mental makeup. You like you like seeing that dollar amount when you look at your bank account. I think that's For, my version of of a I guess a high stress reaction. Yeah, right? security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Financial therapy. What you experience going to be yeah, all day, yada yada. Gotcha. So yep, that and that's. I mean, it's not a good thing for why it's there, but it's good. Again, like I said, most it's people, a better reaction. Than yeah, you, you again it. It is, is mean, bad from an investment standpoint and inflation. But yes, come to me saying, hey, I got all this money, Corey, and no debt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 That's good. That's good. Saving money is never wrong. It's just usually, you know, once you save your emergency fund, it's just not the best way to make money. But right. I mean, if you don't know what to do, save it. Like, it's, it's, not, just, it's not optimal. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not optimal. But it's, it's not. It is never bad to just save money if you don't know what to do. And by the way, if you don't know what to do with your money, you should save it and not spend it fruitlessly. Which is sort of what this is touching on. So yeah, your necessities. You can get a sinking fund, and so a sinking fund to go over that. Let's say, I mean, as I said, sinking fund. Same thing. Like saving up your emergency fund. It's the exact same concept. You want to save twelve thousand dollars in a year, and you have a thousand dollars, so you would open up an account, right? This, you know, they, they call them sinking funds. You know, just in the financial sphere. Not that you would go to a bank and say you want to open a sinking fund that's not a product i think any bank actually sells it would be like a sub or a club account that you would have but you know and you would put a, you know a thousand dollars right it's, you know goes in there it sinks in there right and then 12, 12 times you know you'll have your twelve thousand dollars so you can do the same thing right with um you know car oil changes tires if you have um you need to get a new roof or some type of uh, house maintenance needs to be done and it's obviously you know a necessity but it's not an emergency so it's not immediate it doesn't need to be because if it's an emergency what do you yeah. use your emergency fund right back to right, execu- execution here but yeah you would a singing fund you would save the money away and obviously if i had to get a twenty thousand dollar roof I, I wouldn't i would use this i, you know, I would say i would say right. well, <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm, I would love to be in a position where i cash flow 20k but you know <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously the, the size of what you're talking about, but I was something like car, you know, you don't need a sinking fund for your oil changes unless 
you're someone who, who truly struggles to budget and manage your discretionary income and cash flow, then I would recommend you doing that. But that goes to the mental makeup and you actually understand how you're executing it. And then on top of that, it goes back to your team, your accountability partners. And they would you know, recognize, hey, you just go ahead and do it. And that's that's fine. Like I, I had those senior funds you want to call them, but then I, I wasn't using them because that's not how I that's not how I spend my money. Gotcha. Um, and again, I would say this like I'm. You know, I'm a beast, so it's, it's not <laughs> like I'll, you know. That's just how I work. You know, I like I like the stuff on top of that, but I've always managed my funds that way. And also, being a teller, it is nothing for me to do my own. Tra- I have obviously, well, I have always done more transactions for other people than myself. Right. So now that I'm not telling anymore, I just you know, I just I can do I can do it. So it's it's no stress at all for me to do it. So yeah, your necessities would go first from you know maintenance things that you need. Again, your emergencies wouldn't be in your discretionary income because you would use your emergency fund right. in this case. Um, and then technically, you would your discretionary income would go back to beating up your emergency fund after you pay for something that pops up as an emergency. Then up next, I mean, I, I already ranked it this way: investments, you said investments, vacation, asset class. Investments and asset, I mean. Investments are underneath an asset class, but um, like I said, investment. I mean, necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. Yeah, me, no debt. So then you don't. You have to worry. I would. <laughs> you wouldn't be putting. I mean, you. you yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Discretionary income goes to debt if you have it. That's where it goes. I mean, it goes. In, it goes to that first. Got that's it. where it goes. So because we're so we're progressing. Beginners. If you have debt, you need to pay it off. Right. Of it. Yeah. Okay. Not non mortgage debt. But yeah, assuming you have no debt, your investments is I mean, vacations is underneath lifestyle. And like I said, I recommend you should consider doing 50% of your pre-tax income. If you're there and you still have discretionary income left over, you would have to determine if you want more money right in your investments faster, mm-hmm. right? A non-retirement account so you can access them earlier. As you said, asset classes, not just in equities or stocks. If you want to open a business, if you want to get into real estate, right? And then on top of that, you would determine you know what your pace is to do that and then obviously if you have a mortgage still you are looking to paying that off again 15 year fix if you got a 30 year you know do, do you but i mean i'm not i'm i'm i'd be damned to pay the same i'm not trying to pay it 30 years <laughs> that, i don't like i don't like this is why when i'll be looking at y'all bills i'll be your your budget right like, i got too much damn stuff <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no issue calculating it but i'm not i don't like i don't like people asking me for money <laughs> I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. So, you know, you can look at, you know, paying your house off earlier. And then you rank vacation. So for me, if you're doing the 15%, mm-hmm. right, pre-tax, vac- you, that, you go on vacation down, y'all, again, you, I recommend you pay cash for it, right? And again, so I'm sinking funds here really, really for vacation, right? Because you don't go on those frequently. Right. right? So we're going to, I don't even know, I actually look at how much vacations are, but I forgot. But, you know, we're going to go on a $10,000 vacation, say, right? Then you have a sinking fund for that. You know, you just budget your discretionary income. You have to budget all of it as long as you're the math. You're going to get to that, you know, that time uh, when you want to. So, yeah, your vacation, it'd be necessities and investments, then vacations. I know you mentioned asset classes. Do you want me to rank the asset classes? I mean, you do. You do. All right. Yeah. Now you're talking about this investments. I just yeah. go ahead and do it. So but I'm not all the way. So, <laughs> so let's do asset classes real quick. There are. Hold on. What is an asset class for you? Come on, Jordan. Nah. So an asset class is, it's, it's, I don't know. I would say it's a class of an asset. And yeah. that, and that, okay, let's okay. Let's let me define what an asset is. In general, an asset is something that makes you money um, and or appreciates. So, but here's a lot of y'all don't know what it is because y'all don't have any. Yeah, yeah. 
Wait, okay, guys. No, God! <laughs> no, God, please, no! 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 You shouldn't have been talking shit! <laughs> oh my goodness, so, let's, the one confused, let me clarify this, because the one confusing asset is, you know what the most confusing asset is? I don't. The mortgage. Okay. Because people, I, I, I explained this, but people, for whatever reason, have an issue calculating the equity in their home, mm-hmm. right? So your net worth is not the same thing as your equity. And now I'm slipping because I studied this and I can't remember what it was. Okay. The calculation is a little bit different for the equity. Because in this case, the debt is not viewed as quote unquote negative. I know you understand that from a math standpoint, but some people might not. Right. But the debt isn't considered as you know negative in this situation. But so let's say your home is worth $300,000 mm-hmm. and you have a liability, right? Say your, your home, right, is an asset, okay. okay? And that asset is worth a certain amount of money, gotcha. okay? And let's say this home or asset is worth $300,000. Then we check to see if you have a loan, a mortgage, or a lien against that asset, right? Okay. A lien is, you know, something that says somebody else owns it, essentially. And usually you owe, you owe them money for it. So let's say, or you have a liability, mm-hmm. right, again, for it. And let's say that's $200,000 for that particular asset or this mortgage, in this case, this home, should I say not a mortgage, a home. So you take the $300,000 that the home is worth and you subtract the $200,000 in liabilities that's on the home and that leaves you with $100,000 net worth or equity. We're talking about a home in this case. So that would be $100,000. But now the question is, people say, well, no, my, you know, my home is, you know, is worth $300,000. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it is if you were to sell it, but again, you have a you know a lien, a liability on it, so you have again outright ownership. You don't own it outright, right? right? You have home ownership, but you don't own it outright. There is a lien against it, mm-hmm. so you owe someone two hundred thousand dollars in liabilities or debt. That when you sell that house for three hundred thousand dollars for, you have to give them two hundred thousand dollars to get here we go the lien released. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here we. Oh, this is when they did good with the math. I mean, with the wording of it. But you get that lien release on the home, right? Get the title if it's a car. And now, right, $300,000. You pay them two hundred. dollars Now you have $100,000. And come out to Algo, $100,000 left over gotcha. <laughs> for your home. Cause, but again, like I said, assets. Does your home make you money? Your primary residence? No. It makes you no money at all. That's why I always I said for the investing, you don't handle your primary residence like you handle, you know, your investment, real estate, property purchases. Don't I mean, don't do that. That that it just get it won't work out. Your your home never makes you money because if you sell it, like in this case, you have hundred K, but you're not gonna get another loan or else you're gonna be homeless. Or you can buy a hundred K house. But <laughs> but you can never actually use that money and I guess you can because you can use home equities or he locks on like three lines of credits, right? But I don't, you know, second mortgage, reverse mortgage, I don't, you know, recommend you do that. But you can tap into the money, but again, you put another lien on it, so then you now you no longer have outright ownership of the property. So then, you know, you're trading things off. But yeah, the asset classes, it's just, you look at any, literally anything can be, everything is an asset. The question is whether or not it appreciates or depreciates in a value. Right. So, and obviously things that depreciate, they're not viewed as an asset. So like your car, your car is technically an asset, 
but it depreciates, so it go, it goes it, it goes down in value. So even though it's a positive you know number in the asset category, right. or excuse me, overall net worth, if you have no loan on it, you know it's worth ten thousand one year, then nine, right, then eight, except I think you lose like thirty percent of your car's worth assuming you drive off a lot of this new. Mm-hmm. So that is an asset by definition, but there's a difference between it being an asset that generates you money or appreciates in value, an asset that depreciates in value, and then something like a car where it's, it, it's a positive value in your net worth because by definition it's, it, it has some type of worth even though it's going down. Right. So the different asset classes, there are four main ones, and like I said, I'll go more in depth to this when we get to investing, but the four main ones are cash, which is usually the cash of your country, um, so U.S. currency for most people, I guess, I got y'all. Then you have fixed income, which would be viewed as bonds. Then you have equities. What are equities? You don't know. Equities are stocks. Okay. Okay. Equities are stocks. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, my company Nike I got the shorts on. That's my company. I got. I have equity or ownership in gotcha. Nike. Therefore, okay. it, it, I mean, that's what I mean. I think it was on earn your leisure, but I mean, when you own a company, right? You, I mean, we have excuse me, you have money invested in them shares, and then that is you, you. That is literally your. company. That's what equity means. Ownership, like that's what it means. Gotcha. That's why it's called that category. So you have stock. Verbal translation is is ownership. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, that, that literally is what. Now you're not Phil Knight. I got you. <laughs> Don't get. You don't have majority ownership. Right. Okay, don't get it twisted, but yeah, I mean, you, I'm gonna go in here with my three shares of Nike and be like, "Hey, yeah. I'm an owner here." That, that, that's that's on that's on one of the commercials. Uh, I think it's Rob, uh, Robin who has that. Is it? Like, yeah, they're calling they're calling to the meeting. It's, it's actually like it's not Nike, but you know, it's you know somebody making a tennis shoe. Right. They're like, "Who is that on the line?" Oh yeah, this is Bob. I own 22 shares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that just is what it is. And the fourth one is um, alternate investments, which is. Everything else, <laughs> and that's it's like the other category. Yeah, yeah right. which is why I haven't gotten to it yet because it's like you. If you look, there is no um, definition or a set amount of how many asset classes there are. Now, when I get to investments to my asset classes, right. really diversification. Then inside of asset classes, there can be different sectors, which is sort of different too, and that's more clear cut in the equities or stocks asset class because those sectors are clearly defined by the GICS, which is the Global Industry Classification Standard. There are certain sectors in there, but there can be like cryptocurrency, alternative investment. I didn't mention real estate, right? It's just, it's so foreign currency. It's just, like I said, if you look up, you can't find one set amount of uh, types of asset classes, but the four, one, four main ones I use is cash. And like I said, Foreign currency is an asset, but foreign currency depends on where you're at. So right. the second you, you're now your net worth won't change, but the second technically you go to Canada and leave the United States, your foreign currency is now your U.S. dollars. Right. They probably take it up there, but you know what I mean. Gotcha. And now if you have Canadian currency, that would technically be your cash, your cash one. Then you have commodities, right? Gold, silver. Like I said, there's there's so many uh, different asset classes. But to how how should you prioritize and invest in those? Mm-hmm. I recommend the well. Hmm. You would define how like, define how you want your portfolio set up. What I would say, let me let me ask you this question. I pressed you on yours, right? I would do um, ones that generate you money first. So that can be time timeline is what it is, but usually either a business or stocks. I'm not one. I guess let me hedge myself. I'm not anti real. I would say people, real estate isn't for everybody. Real estate don't make you no money. Real estate increases your net worth, which is what people use, you know, to stun out here. Right, and obviously it's made this. As I want people get confused on that, real estate has made the most net worth millionaires. It's always difference. Do I have is it a million dollar net worth, or do you make a million dollars a year? Right? right, that type of thing. And again, get real estate. I'm not saying I will have real estate. Man, let me let me be clear. I'm not about to say that. Right, we want all of it. 
Right. But the, the, don't look at it the same. Don't look at it the same way. And, and obviously, there's way more risk in real estate. You you are the owner of that. Even if you do have a lien against it, you you are Phil Knight, and you got the house. Jordan and his wife, they are Phil Knight. The bank is not fixing nothing in this house. <laughs> well, they, they can get a loan for them, but you won't. But you actually, they'll give you money for it. But you know, you you got to understand the ownership. So I look at things that can generate you money. Not quickly because it takes time to make money, right? In the long game, but you know, steady, steady income that obviously comes from stocks. But again, this house on top after discretionary income, so this is after you're investing your fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then if you want, you can invest in single stocks, right? Dividend paying stocks. Again, sorry for not going in depth. Jordan's not that slick, but you get you know, dividend paying stocks or stocks. Tried, guys. Yeah, single stocks that don't pay dividends. You can invest in funds, so mutual funds, ETFs, or index funds. By the way, you cannot invest in the S&P 500. It's not a thing, it's just an index. But again, I'll clarify that. You'd have to invest in SPY, SPY for the ticker, or VOO, VOO. By the way, VOO is better because it does more and has a lower expense ratio. I'll clarify that later. Here go my short clips and tidbits. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I would invest in stocks or invest in a free warrant start a business, do that first. Also, again, which asset class you invest into, Lowest barrier of entry. You want to, again, remember time in the market and not just stock market, but any market, real estate market, right? Crypto market, right? Business market or whatever you're in. Time in the market is better than timing the market. That's why when it comes to investing advice, too many people want to talk too much about investing. Do your budget. How much money do you have to invest? All right, start investing it. Literally pick boo or spy and just go, go then talk to me later. It, it's, it's so frustrating when people want to just invest, invest, invest. Like, bro, just start, start investing. Right. All right. And then, again, you can do single stocks if you want to. But again, lower, I guess I'm giving away now, but lower barrier of entry, ETFs or funds, they mutual funds, they usually, well, not some mutual funds, but ETFs, no, you can get, well, Boo, Boo's pretty expensive, so is SPY, those S&P 500 ones. But you can get something like FDIS, which is Fidelity's Consumer Discretionary um, Sector one, which is, Amazon, Tesla, Nike, Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, Starbucks, um, Target. Yes, all these companies are in one sector and you can buy an ETF for them. Again, it's called FDIS. That's the ticker symbol, which is those, you know, those three, four, five, or it might not be five, but three or four to one. Actually, it's one to four. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's one to four, <laughs> one to four different ticker symbol or letters you'll see where you put in FDIS, you know, something like Robinhood. This will pop up and this is, uh, um, excuse me, an index fund. So it and it was soon as an ETF, but it's, I'll explain that later. But essentially, it mirrors this market, and so it owns a certain. Um, it has multiple stocks, single stocks, and it and it has a certain percentage of it. So in short, Amazon is three thousand dollars. You can buy FDIS. I think it's about. I wish it was a million dollars. I own it, but I think it's about. <laughs> I think it's about eighty dollars right now. And and that FDIS or in that fund, it owns twenty percent of Amazon. So if you were to do fractional share investing, which is buying a fraction of a share, right? So 20%, right, is fraction, one-fifth, right? So one-fifth of 3,000 is 20% of that is $600. So if you wanted to get 20% of Amazon, the single stock, you would have to pay $600. Or you can use an ETF or FDIS and get that same 20% for $80. Now, to you know, be clear, you obviously the other 80% is a whole bunch of other stocks, so it won't mirror exactly. But again, diversification that's to provide, like I said, I'll go more in depth in that because now I'm about to do the investing episode and this is you not see, what this y'all is. See how I, <laughs> y'all see how I ask the question? Every episode I ask Corey a question and just try to get a little more yeah, about he, the investing. He's, he's trying, but I'm I mean, trying. Have hard. you seen those documents? I, I haven't. Do you already get the notifications at least? Oh, yeah. Is it long, Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's what you look into. And again, remember, investing the first rule, well, the first rule is to have money to invest, right, obviously. But it is to invest in things that you understand. So that, again, with investing advice, people want. I don't know what you understand. This isn't even mental makeup. I don't I don't know what you understand. There are some people, there are farmers who like, I don't know nothing about the stock market. But boy, they know a whole bunch about that farmland and they own a whole bunch of farmland. <laughs> right? So to each their own when it comes to actually ranking these, I would rank things that are actually going to make you money and then obviously relative to your income. As, as you, that's the one thing too, mindset. As you make more money, you can sort, you can change obviously how you're investing. But for most people who are just, you know, getting out of debt, just building your emergency fund, just got your first house, getting ready to have kids, already have kids, like, yo, just invest in some stocks, right? You obviously buy a home, look to paying off as fast as possible. And in the world that we live in with internet, if you can start a business, you know, dirt cheap, right? Thanks to the iPhone and, well, not your Android, I can't trash. But uh, word to Google, though, because that's, you know, let me not be Alphabet, should I say, by the way. You can Google does not own themselves. They're subsidiary. Alphabet owns them. That's like Jordan and Nike. A lot of y'all probably don't invest if you're trying to buy Jordan and you can't. <laughs> Jordan is owned by Nike. I'll go into that later in the next thing. That's the one thing. Wow. That's, the, that's the one thing. Too. That's what I'm saying. People like, we want to do so much. Like, do you, you know how, comp, like, it's not complicated, but like the threshold, people want to reach such a, a high threshold of knowledge when it comes to investing. And it's like, bruh, just invest in the S&P 500. So again, your time in the market has already started. Right. Then as you learn more, you can start investing. But again, at the end of the day, y'all be trying, y'all don't even got no money to invest. So I don't know, <laughs> you're trying to hit every short squeeze. But at the end of the day, if you invest, never mind. Even if you invest $100, like I said, a $1,000 short squeeze come up is $1,000. If you invest $1,000, that $1,000% is only $10,000. Meanwhile, as people out here investing Twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Like you got a thousand percent return twice, and still have a lower principal amount than some people. By the way, principal amount is the initial investment amount. So you, some of y'all even you, know, you hit you hit the lick, quote unquote, right? Are they right? But and you and you you still and they don't got no money. Like never mind, y'all. That's I be trying to get people to see Jordan. Like all right, here you go, here you go. I gotta start putting these in grants. <laughs> oh my good, go ahead, go ahead. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> so again, like I said, the tax bracket situation. A lot of you are in a situation where, again, you trade your own time is time is money. Where literally you spend every every hour, every minute that you work directly for money. You're not in a point to realize how much money a lot of money is. I know a lot of people are struggling. I don't care because only twenty percent of them are. I care that they're struggling. I'm talking. About, I don't care that you're saying that they're struggling. Leave me alone. Right, twenty percent of people, you know, are doing bad, but eighty percent of y'all, you not from an income standpoint. Y'all be out here trying to make like hit the lick, and your lick is ten thousand dollars net. Don't talk to me. Then on top of that, you in that ten, twelve percent tax bracket, you're not paying no taxes anyway. Meanwhile, there are some people out here that kick out the twenty four, or if the lick really happened, thirty two, thirty five. What are you talking about? Like y'all, y'all saying y'all. Y'all, people, and I said this is talking about working through it. Like you don't have you don't have the, the income to understand the conversation because you're not paying enough taxes. Then your 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 finances are so out of whack from an income standpoint and or an outgo standpoint. You don't got no money in the first place to truly invest to see the actual financial progress of the money. That's what I'm talking about. The mindset. I, I, I just be confused. I'd be highly, highly, highly confused. You make thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. Great, you grinding, but you're not ready for the hundred, hundred k conversation. Let, let, I'm not even talking about the work to actually make that money. I'm just talking about if I put the money into your budget, right? That's what I'm talking about. Some of, there are people out here who got more discretionary income, as this conversation is about, than some of you make a month in your entire house pre-tax. Corey came out here like pre-tax. 
Hey, lots of lower pre-tax. There, there are some people when they look at their pre-tax, there are people who have more discretionary income than that. And I'm, see, that's the one thing too. People be tripping. It's not about. I'm not talking about people in the one percent. Well, technically, depends how you look at it. Everyone is in the one percent in America. I'm not talking about people in the thirty-seven percent tax bracket who have over half a million. Um, dollars in pre-tax income. I'm talking about people in a 24% tax bracket, people who make six figures plus, right, in that 22, 24, 32%. And it's like, y'all y'all don't, because you don't, you don't make enough money yet to understand how much the gap truly isn't, but is from a mindset standpoint. It's people only, again, y'all, you had that fifty, sixty thousand dollars you know, difference in income, and y'all, y'all are I like say, right, that's what I'm not now. I'm definitely not giving an opinion because of financial coaching. I, I mean, I be seeing some people, but I mean, I thought I make a good amount of money, but there are people who make a lot more money than me, right? As individuals and you know, like Jordan and his wife because they married. Man, look, I, some of this, some of y'all, some of y'all be shocked, 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 shocked at how much money some people make, and then you should look at the comparison of like when they have to make the decision. That's what happened to me in the AMC short squeeze. And I'm looking at like how much money people are investing. And it's like, we, we not even, in, again, like I said, this is, I'm giving a real example. If the joint squeeze, you, you try, you're trying to get how much money I invested. Right. That, and that, uh, that, that's what I'm talking about, prioritizing these decisions, right? You need to, you know, mental makeup, right? Figure out what you want to invest in the asset classes. But then it actually gets down to like actually making money. When I talked about earlier, you know what's normalized. No, you internalize your environment. Right. That some some of y'all don't. You you some people do experience it, but you're not really to actually experience the transition of actually having wealth. And then, like I said, not even wealth, generational wealth. That has a completely different mindset. And so you got <laughs> you trying to get that money as fast as possible. But again, you're trying to like rank the the asset classes. Go ahead and put you know the dividend paying stocks. Oh crap! Here we go. I have to just do this now. The dividend paying stocks, they pay you uh, quarterly. So that's four times, you know, four quarters, you know, so four times a year, right? And they usually, there's some, like the highest are like maybe two, three dollars, right? That's what they pay you throughout the whole year. So let's say they pay you um, a dollar for easy math, right? So they give you a dollar throughout the whole year per share that you own. Mm-hmm. So divide that by four, right? Quarters, 25%. That's 25 cents per share. And then people be saying, right? This is one reason we're doing this. They be saying, yeah, I've been using this to pay my bills. How many shares do you need to own? Mind you, you're getting this money quarterly. It's different. Some do do monthly, some do semi semi uh, semi annually, and some do annually. But most are quarterly. But if you if you get twenty five cents per quarter, right, and then technically you have to divvy that out by by four. Excuse me, by yeah, by four by excuse me, by three, mm-hmm. right, to get the, the the months before that. It's like because three three is a quarter a quarter of twelve months. Right. It's like bro, let's say it's thirty. So that's ten cents. That's ten cents a month. Right, then how you paying? Let's say your bill is a hundred dollars, and you get ten cents per share. Now Corey has to do this math, but I think that's ten thousand shares. What is it? A hundred dollars? That's a thousand shares. I don't know. Look at me. What's a hundred divided by point one? He's asking Siri, guys. It's one. Yeah, it's one thousand shares. This is why I need my phone. <laughs> this is why I need my phone. Thank you for the Apple Watch, but it's a, it's a thousand shares. I, hold on, hold on, hold on. How much do you think a stock is worth per share that's given out? Because the thirty cents, right? So a dollar and twenty cents, right? Like, I mean, if you look at like Apple, Apple gives out twenty two cents. <laughs> Apple, the biggest company in the world. Now, some are different. You get Home Depot, right? So I think it's over a dollar. Johnson Johnson. There's some good ones out there, but again, that's per share. You got to buy that. Well, actually, how much they pay? You know, that dividend yield. It's like you got to own so many shares. And again, long play, right? Long term, but a lot of y'all want that short term, that quick money, that short money. You're not going to get there from a dividend stand, uh, a dividend payout standpoint. So that's talking about ranking them. 
and we didn't even talk about the fact that dividends are now earned income. So now oh, taxes. Look, taxes. Taxes. New money. I'm always taxes. Is if I don't mention taxes, it's just already, realize it's I, there. It's there. <laughs> this is this is America. This is this is, America. this is America. Taxes is is always there. But yeah, if you want people want to rank them, but even when you rank them, you have to look at man. Like I'm trying to make money. So like I said, again, obviously recommend getting the house right, but. You know, your primary residence not going to make you money. Money. You you get real estate if you're getting a loan on it. Again, like I said, you get twelve hundred dollars, right? You know, the mortgage is a thousand. They pay you twelve hundred dollars in rent. That's two hundred dollars a month. But that that's not net. You got to take out the taxes, the expenses, all that type of stuff. And then it's only two hundred dollars. I mean, it just you're trying to get the money long term, not short term. Right. So yeah, I'll put stocks. Probably stocks first. After again, after giving you fifteen percent pre tax, right? And then um, I, I would do a business. I mean, bit, bit, I would rank business and stocks relative to you know what what you have time for, right? Like if, like y'all, right? Which are finally fit, you know. I, I would do them borderline evenly, but you know, because you know ownership. Like again, you, you can a business can turn into a stock. You can IPO, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's that's you know right? you. Invest in Nike. I mean, right. you know, start Nike and start invest in the business, and then that you know that that, cause that that's the biggest ROI you can get is actually owning something. Again, that's why people make their most money with with stocks, right? That's the highest rate of return. Right. So yeah, if you if you can start a business, not something that's gonna make you ten twenty, but you can actually put in the work and get some serious money out of it, right? Then yeah, I would look into doing that. Obviously, relative to the time you're having, what you can cash flows, I don't recommend taking out debt. To do that initially, at least at the start, I mean, business debt is a whole other issue. But definitely not at the start. Um, I would recommend taking out business debt until you're consistently getting um, probably twenty to thirty thousand um, dollars. Probably at least three years in, people talk about how you can get a loan and you know all that. Again, don't get me started. <laughs> y'all be, y'all be, people go get a loan, right? They be writing off everything, and now you've made negative fifty thousand dollars. You're trying to get a loan. People, people do that. Everybody knows that. People will start a business, write everything off. Because I got a business, and then you be trying to get a loan. You can't because you ain't making money. <laughs> yeah. So I'll put stocks and businesses right, right at the top. Like I said, there aren't, there aren't, there are many asset classes. But again, like I said, the taxes also again plays a role. Yep. Well, again, you want the goal is to pay the least amount of taxes, which is why I am not big on day trading because day day trading you're going to be paying short term capital gains if you're day trading, right? I mean, y'all that's what y'all mad at the wealthy, right, for not paying a lot of taxes. Never mind. All right, so <laughs> that so that's why I recommend that. But yeah, I would look at stocks and and businesses first. Like I said, rank, rank necessities, then investments. Oh crap, vacations. I just rambled and talked about vacations. I did a little bit. Yeah, I would touch them a little bit. Yeah, but. I would talk vacations last, but it all depends. The issue is the world sort of like stuff is not what it used to be 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> so you might want to go see that. I would, I wouldn't say wait on vacations, you know, the, the big vacations until you actually, Again, sacrifices this generational wealth, but just, you know, unfortunately, if if you aren't the wealthy grandchild with a wealthy grandparent, it might it's probably best for you, and not probably it is to wait till you have probably at least half a million dollars in net worth, and probably your home paid off before you start taking actually true lavish vacations. Because again, to my hundred thousand dollars and no no debt in a in a, in a house. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because. Vacations are necessities. You know, generational wealth. You unfortunately, you, you do not. A lot of y'all want to make the decisions your grandchildren can get to make. I'm gonna leave that right there. But yeah, so I, I recommend that. Again, you can go like we live in Maryland, Ocean City. You know, Virginia Beach. Right? Where do y'all go to Delaware? Y'all go to Delaware up here. <laughs> do y'all go to Delaware? 
<laughs> Did we go to Delaware? Not really. No, okay. I don't. I don't. I mean, you know, Ocean City, where I live at, people do that in a day. They'll drive that four, five hours. New York, man. Oh, you go to New York. Okay, yeah. yeah. But you know, small trips. But you were talking about like truly experiencing a vacation. You know, I would wait until you have a significant network to do that. Unless you obviously have connects. If you have connects to go places for cheap, then yeah, you go ahead and go. But um, yeah, because vac- vacations is. I mean, that's really the last the last thing you should be paying for. I mean, some most people shouldn't be going on vacations just in, from a generational wealth standpoint. Gotcha. You usually don't make you usually do not make enough money to where financially it is best from a generational wealth point standpoint for you to take a vacation. You'd be better off investing. Like I said, your kids and your grandkids will get to and everyone after you will get to do the vacations, but you don't just because unfortunately no one before you made those sacrifices and those decisions to put you in a position. And some people do make enough money. Right to where they can do it, but like I said, at least 500k minimum net worth with your home paid off. Yeah, that's when you can start really tricking. Okay. You got enough to do it, but yeah, that's good for that. Do you have anything else? No, sir. We're gonna get to go. All right. Last question. You good? Okay. Yeah, that's it for that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I did a lot of teasing. With, I, the, by the way, the investments, like I said, the investments, generational wealth. George trying to get me on that one. It's a, I, I'm not sure. I always try to slide <laughs> yeah. in to see, you know, yeah. see how much he'll talk about yeah. it. Because I mean, I, I, aside from, I'm sorry. Yeah. Aside from, you know, him telling y'all, I'd like to know this. Yeah, George said, George get two for one, three for one, four for one. But I'm gonna, explain, I'm gonna go explain all the sectors. I'm gonna go, you know, yeah, I'm gonna explain all that type of stuff. So I'm gonna, okay. You got to read I was going to go to the next one. We did. I think we did this one last. That, that one last episode. Enjoying your life by limiting vacation or clients. We didn't. We did not. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. So, how would you go about enjoying your life by limiting vacation or um, fun activities? Right. Limiting. See, this, it's not. It's not limiting them. It's recognizing, affording what you can afford. <laughs> oh my Don DeMarcus I can't find that one Now again you, you don't limit vacations You can only afford What you can afford I mean if you can If you make $50,000 And let's say Your limit Is one vacation a year That's it You only have one vacation a year Now again We can use credit cards And get our points And use debt Alright fools I mean Do, do that <laughs> Do that if you want to, but I, I don't, you know, I don't recommend using that to go on. The, again, vacations are the the ultimate one. Those are not needs. Now, when we talk about from a mental health perspective, please, again, most of y'all struggling financially, so you need to not take a vacation so you can get stable financially, and then you won't need that much. <laughs> the math, the math, you, you, you hate going to work. How? They're trying, they're giving you money to make it so you can be financially stable. You're not using it, right? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, but you wouldn't. There's no. There's no such thing as limiting vacations or, or fun activities. This is when you again you, you can afford what you can afford, and again prioritizing, right? So let's say you limited vacations or fun activities. I mean, vacation. Hopefully, vacations are fun activities, right? When you're getting you out of debt, yeah, you're getting right. out of debt. That's why I told I told you and your wife this when uh, they posted. I mean, it was, it was during the pandemic, obviously, that you guys were getting out of debt, so it was different. But, you know, anniversary, you know, all those type of things happen. Y'all be posting stuff, y'all be at home. And I'll be like, dang, man, they wait, you know, they, they like, they, they like they broke. They were, you all the poor. <laughs> but it's like, no, I can't wait until, you know, they can obviously, you know, stunt a little bit more on social media for y'all out there and ask for that. I mean, but, that well, that's the other part of that is we just don't care. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, but I'm just talking about the visual standpoint. It looks like you're limiting yourself, right? But no, y'all had prioritized. Right, getting out of debt and then obviously buying the home right. or going on vacation. Again, that's a 
two to three year sacrifice. And now, obviously, you know, if you want to, right, you're in the position to do that. But you would still be limited because y'all can only afford my, what you can afford. My wife is fully capitalized on the fact that we are now in a home and she can take vacation. Uh, did we say that? Do we mention Jordan's wife? She's gonna be listening to this. I don't. I don't. All right. So what happened? All right. Nah, 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 Carissa goes away. Anyway, she happened to go on vacation the same week of that that we had to move. So she wasn't. When we did all the moving. She wasn't here. When I, when I say she was like she timed it. Like she like, timed it perfectly. Perfectly. Tell me, I don't want to look for a house no more. Oh, I found a house. Oh, I'm going to Mexico. What? 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 Yes. Yeah, hey, when I saw that, when they got the you got the uh, the calendar. I'm like, wait, when are y'all moving? Yeah. Why is she going to Mexico? <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, but you wouldn't there's no such thing as limiting vacations or fun activities. You can afford what you can afford and you prioritize what you prioritize and that's gonna net you a certain amount of fun, right? I mean a certain amount of lifestyle, as right? discretionary income like before. There is no such thing. But if you want to talk about how do you enjoy your life, right? We can only go on a limited amount of vacations and fun activities. Stop following celebrities on social media. That's the actual issue. Y'all seeing too many people on vacations that got the money or, you know, they get paid to do that. I mean, they make, you know, that's their lifestyle. That's their how they uh, make a living by going to extravagant places. Also on top of that, back to the promo, mm-hmm. people y'all know, again, financial literacy. I can see that y'all got the money because, again, I can just see it. And they still go on vacation and they're using debt or technically they are using debt because they're washing it. But, you know, credit cards, borderline maxed out. They got all the student loan debt, right? They took... Uh, a lot of a lot of use from the forbearance and they use that money um they talking about yeah we need some more stimulus checks but they went and spent them on vacation and Ooh. gucci like it no 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 you need to stop watching those type of people so yeah you can i mean there are a lot i mean adjusted for the pinch when it's like god damn <laughs> remind me to put the power level over nine thousand on the side right, i know we gotta do that but i mean adjusted for obviously the pandemic right i mean obviously we're coming out of that so i don't know how everything's fully gonna open up but you know if free, if you're single, you know what what do sing what do we do for fun? Single people, we go out with our other single friends. <laughs> it's hard to buy with married people because then you know you can end up third, you know, fifth wheeling, some type of odd wheeling, however <laughs> however many couples there are. But if you're married, again, this is something you would discuss before you get married. Hopefully, y'all, y'all like doing you know quote unquote cheap things or inexpensive things for fun or you know whatever y'all like to do if you're someone who doesn't always like going out but you marry someone who does you know based on how they like enjoying themselves tough luck (laughs) tough luck i'll jump in for the married folks here we do a lot of home activities i mean honestly when you're busy and you're working on trying to progress in life you don't really have that much downtime so one of our one of our uh favorite activities is sleep i know that sounds funny but it's we take a lot of naps together like time Listen, lay down, get some rest. You know what I mean? And if we do, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You got to spend that personal time with each other. Because, I mean, I I have a life and my wife has her her own life. You know what I mean? So she she, she has activities that she partakes in that I'm not necessarily a part of and vice versa. You know what I mean? So when we do get that time, actually quality time to spend together, it's just like, hey, how are you? How was your day? You tired? Okay, let's take a nap. You know, or getting some food together. Like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be these grand, extravagant Thanks. things to yeah. do, right? Like, you, I mean, sometimes we just cook a meal together. That's they doing things together when you both are operating independently and within the same household. Sometimes is is a nice, relaxing activity. When I say operating independently, like you, she has activities, I have activities. We're clearly still married and we're a couple, right? Like we <laughs> we do things together, but I mean, just not as frequent. So when we have that time, we take. Um, advantage of it we enjoy it right 
So things like that, that 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 would be one of the few times we actually turn the TV on. Like I said, we I mean for us personally, we don't have cable. Okay? Like so we don't we don't we don't watch we don't watch TV like that. We only got I mean like uh like Chromecast and things like that. And we, we, we watch our subscription services. That's mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like we because we don't watch TV, who has time for that? Like right. most shows, you know, they, they come on, you again we don't again we don't have cable so we don't watch them live so other than that you can you can catch them on the subscription service when they come out on that you know that season's done and it comes out later you can you can catch it on netflix you can catch it on prime you can catch it on hbo right so you don't you don't have to watch it necessarily live right. so that being said that'd be one of the few times that we we cut our tvs on and enjoy ourselves right yeah i mean in all honesty it's not y'all again, y'all be wanting all these things I don't know how you want to pay for them. You always go on vacation, <laughs> right? You can do fun activities, right? You should enjoy how you make your money. But again, if you again define your goals, and usually a vacation does not fit in the timeline for your goal. <laughs> that that's really what it is. I mean, I don't know what everyone wants to do, but you know, vacation is. Uh, a lot of y'all go on vacation too much. I mean, let's be clear. You y'all was on vacation all of college. <laughs> The whole, the whole thing and then like I mean I said this last time right you're still partying with the same people same places same drinks right same conversations like you're not making no progress so that, I mean that, that's what don't you do don't be stagnant okay yeah don't be stagnant you need to be dynamic you don't want to be static right. gotta have changes so yeah I mean that, that's that's what most people <laughs> people need to do it's not even about uh, limiting your vacations it's just like they're already at zero you don't need no more <laughs> you need to uh reallocate your funds somewhere else and invest in yourself vacations are cool that's the one thing too i'm pro vacations but again a lot of y'all don't um penny pinch on your vacations and what you don't i mean you don't you want to go on vacation have a great time right you want to experience everything which is why i say you know have the 500k minimum net worth you know house paid for until you start doing some very extravagant ones so when you go places you can have the full experience i mean like i said i forgot there are too many numbers in my head, but I mean, vacation, the thing, 10K, you're talking about going overseas, that's the one thing too, what are vacations? Some people consider if you do not live, if you don't see, you don't leave, you know, the, Canada and Mexico don't count. <laughs> if you're not going to South America, you're not, you know, going across the pond, um, you know, as they say, so if you're not, telling you, some people consider if you don't go to Europe, Africa, Australia, or Asia, don't count as a vacation, like, you know, to my going on vacation, vacation. Now, I, I am not... I understand from a dollar amount standpoint what they're saying, but hey, I mean, let's be clear. A lot of y'all saying you go on vacation, you go to Miami. <laughs> now, if you live in, you know, Boston, where it's always freaking, well, it's not cold in the summer there, but you know, where it's always cold, and that's different, but you know, I mean, is Miami a vacation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, you know I me, mean, you know, we are going to places where, never mind. Now, I'm lying. We stay in the mail. Let's say we the Showcase theater. Where did that happen? But no, yeah, I mean, got to really define what a vacation is and make sure you want to experience everything uh, when you're doing that. But, you know, like you said, you know, spend time with your spouse. Again, children, you need to be raising your children, right? You'll be upset how people turn out. Well, then be there. Yeah, be, be, be there in your kid's <laughs> life. But yeah, you would, I mean, you play sports. I mean, it's exercise. You don't really have, there's not that much time to do stuff. I've been thinking about vacations like, bruh. 
I'm just gonna have to work out. <laughs> like, you know, my, uh, cause I don't have to get back really stressed when you said that, Gordon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I said I don't have to, but you know, I don't have to get back in shape. I feel you. Yeah, it's yeah. only a couple of days, but you know, it's just like, oh, uh, that recovery. You know, I'm, I want to maintain, <laughs> right? Obtain, well, maintain. Let's say this for another episode, but you know you can work out while you're on vacation. That's what I'm, no, I'm saying. I don't have to work out on vacation. Oh, okay. this gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. We did the body weight. We already yeah, talked yeah. about it. Yeah, body weight resistance bands. Yeah. On the way, on the flight. But this, this, he got rope. No, he's a resistance band. <laughs> Does he have rope? <laughs> We're not afraid of rope. <laughs> Ain't nobody go to the hood and just put bullets on the corner. No. That's Cat Williams. You shouldn't even tell me shit. Perfect cat. Oh, I love cats so much. But yeah, whoa. Hey, what do I love cats so much. <laughs> uh, I am good at this, but no, yeah, you want to, you know, figure out how you want to go on vacation. But there's there's so many things you can do that are unexpected. Going to the park, right? Experiencing nature. Um, go on a hike. Yeah, Who's the last time you went on a hike? Yeah, yeah, you can do things, I mean, you know, paintballing, laser tag, I mean, there are cheap, you know, inexpensive things that don't cost a lot of money that you can enjoy, I mean, for those people who golf, right, a lot of y'all like, you know, men playing ball at the gym if they're all open back up, I mean, there are many things you can do to have, to have fun or quote-unquote pass the time that a vacation really do, and again, vacation, right, is essentially de-stressing yourself, right, you know, relaxation, you should, you should have a lot of things that you can do to make sure that you're not stressed. I mean, exercise is one exercise one. <laughs> but yeah, enjoying your life by limiting vacation or fun activities. You can't limit your vacations. You can only afford but so many, and a lot of you are probably doing too many from a overall math generational wealth standpoint. So I, I wouldn't do that. You can't really limit them. If you can only afford two vacations, then that is your limit. It's not that you're limiting them. Your limit is two. The limit, yep. the limit does not exist. The <laughs> mean girls. The limit exists in this case. So yeah, that's it for that. Okay. Do you have anything else for it? No, sir. No. All right. Where did Boom go? There we go. Locked and loaded. All right. Finance. See, every time I want to say finance, I want to say fitness. Every time I want to say fitness, I say fitness. <laughs> finance segment done. All right. Recap. Do you have anything for the fitness? Nah, I think we're good. Go back and go back and listen to the, the first segment, guys. I think just let it marinate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for finances, I mean, I just did. I don't even know why I say do I have a recap for the finances. I just did it. <laughs> no, but yeah, budget, budget, budget. That's really that was all three of these today. Budget. So, um, do you have a think piece? I didn't have anything. Nah, I have a think nah, piece. So yeah, sorry guys. We'll let you off this week. Yeah, let you off this week. I actually sort of did my think pieces when I was doing my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those were in there uh, for the investing. But yeah, so um, all right, shameless plug. So you can follow me at sideline underscore Corey. You can follow Jordan at stop stalling J. That's S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y on everything. And you can follow the business page at. Finally Fit 06, that's F-I-N-A-L-L-F-I-T-06 on IG and Facebook. And for those of you who have watched this entire video, which is nobody because I see the views, uh, <laughs> please like, subscribe. Oh, for those of you who listen to the yeah, Apple Podcast and stuff, like, like, leave us rating reviews, um, you know, continue to give us feedback. Like I said, we got the soundboard. <laughs> so, we got... We got, it looks like, we probably got about 10 more slots on, yeah. <laughs> on there. I think we use all of them today. Yeah. We almost use all of them. Pressing all the buttons. Yeah, but, um, so, again, working on it, uh, we still got, some, like, a few more things that we need to clean up. But, yep, so, is that you all good? I think we're good to go. All right, so remember to save more and say less. And keep making better you. <laughs>
<laughs> Remember to say more and say less. And keep making better your best. And we will catch y'all in the next one. Let's go.